0: Jesus Christ, you people suck. (laughs) Wow. The green one at the
1: Episode 621, September 28th, 2020. Well, it's officially here, y'all. The leaves be changing and falling off the trees. So excited! I know. I know I am, too. I love this time of year. But on the show this week, we have Anthony. Hello. We have John. Hello. Oh, God. You said my Hello. accent was bad. Hello, it is. <laughs> We got the wombat too.
2: Hello.
3: I mean, it's it's as is tradition.
1: Um, we're just gonna jump right into this fucking news because holy fucking news.
3: Um, yeah, no one cares. No one cares what we've been playing. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's been much when more we'll important. There. Thi- there. Much
1: more important things. Let's start with the pre-orders. Xbox Series X and Series S went on pre-order this week across the retailer globe, and we'll we'll same. Same, same question here. Who got one that wanted one? Yep. Wombat, did you even bother?
4: I'm sorry, I missed that last part of what you said. It cut out.
1: Oh, Series X (laughs) pre-orders. Who got them? Oh,
4: no, I did not.
1: Anthony? I assume you're not either one, correct? Correct. Yep. I finally got one. Actually, I got two.
3: (laughs) Are you just greeting?
1: (laughs) I'm actually canceling one of them, um... I, I'm I just scared scalp,
3: scalp, scalp it on eBay like everyone else does I'm not
1: scalping That's fucked up, don't do that <laughs> No, I got one at Amazon first Which is where I got my PlayStation 5 And then I ended up getting one at Best Buy Which is the one I'm going to keep Because, well, I want my points And I somehow trust Best Buy more To get me my console on launch day Than I do Amazon
3: well, The reason is um, they, Have they had problems before
1: I mean, every retailer's had problems getting shit on release day, but Best Buy has also had um, issues where they got shit to you early, so... i well, you know.
3: I'll take it, because Amazon's never gotten me anything early, so... I can't imagine that you'll get your Xbox early. No,
1: no, no, but at least I might get it on time. The nice thing about Xbox that's not as nice about PlayStation is that it launches on the 10th, so... If it doesn't show up on a Tuesday, it's still got three more days to show up before the weekend?
3: Well, yeah, or two days to show up before the PlayStation.
1: Well, the PlayStation, if it doesn't show up on Thursday or Friday, it's like, fuck, you got to wait until Monday. Although I did get it from Amazon, and Amazon does deliver on Saturday and Sunday, so I might be okay.
3: You got the Good. digital version, didn't you? I did. For that for the, for the PlayStation,
1: yeah. Yeah, for the PlayStation, I did get the digital only
3: version. So um uh, to be fair it was uh for me I it was no bother in pre ordering it because I got Laura to do it. Um and uh that was easy. So <laughs> yeah oh, good for uh, you. Good for you. Uh, well that was because I was at work so it was because like, it the pre orders went live at eight AM uh in the UK so I was I I I started work eight so I didn't really want to do it on company time so um i asked laura and it took her all of 14 minutes to i wish
1: it would have taken me 14 minutes.
3: she did say it there was a lot of um so uh i ordered uh or she ordered it for me from a, a game uh the, the website uh and i went for the all access because one, I don't have to fork out a huge amount up front, but also works out cheaper with Game Pass, uh, you know, when you actually add all the stuff together. So um but she she went on at eight o'clock or beforehand, she went on there and, you know, you had the a big banner on the screen saying, you know, pre order. Um and gone eight she was hitting refresh and the pre order banner wasn't changed, the sort of coming soon banner wasn't changing to a pre order banner. And she just happened to be trying to navigate the site and found that it was like hidden away somewhere. It was like on one of the buttons she had to press it she went to the all access bit and it then took her through. Um, and she managed to uh, pre order it. But, um, f- report I mean from later on that day, Games website went down. So, um, I think from around about sort of ten thirty eleven o'clock, um, it's it, it went down, and then when it came back up, it was like uh, sold out. So every
1: so, yeah. single every single website over here crashed.
3: Yeah, yeah, I heard it was. I mean, let's now.
1: It's not it, so. I see a lot of people arguing online like this. So this wasn't any better.
3: Your well, money. No, but,
1: it, but but it was, on it. everybody on knew it. everybody yes. knew when to try to pre-order. Whereas with Sony, like imagine just, you're a dude that doesn't follow Wario sixty four.
3: Yeah, you probably didn't get a PS five. And I don't know what, because apparently it was Best Buy that jumped the gun on the PlayStation. The Sony one it was meant to be the day after, apparently. But um, yeah, Warhammer you're absolutely first. right. No one's going to be able to. No one's going to be able to keep up with the demand of the amount of people trying to. No website's going to do that. But at least with the Xbox version, you knew that it was going to be that time, um, and they'd given you plenty of notice. And it was everyone everyone has, was on the same starting line. Um, whereas, as you say, with with Sony, it was you know there was a lot of confusion over when it was because they had you know the 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 presentation didn't say. Um, and then you had Jeff Keighley going out afterwards saying, "Oh, it's tomorrow." And then all of a sudden, "Oh, actually, no, it's today." And then Wario and all of those you know, jumping in on that, and and it was a, a confusing mess. So there were, you know, people who were asleep at the time. They had they had no chance of getting it because they didn't know when it was being available. So at, at least at least you had that with the Xbox. At least you could pl- try um, uh, try and plan it.
1: So couple of interesting notes from the Xbox pre-orders.
3: It sold out in Japan and Korea. They only had three. I
1: I would love to know the numbers because I'm
3: shocked. <laughs> yeah, they they can't have had that many allocations.
1: But the Korea one was selling out within like seconds, and a lot of people are attributing that to the. The cloud gaming stuff um because that's that's very big over there so i don't know i will be very interested to see numbers this fall because i can't imagine either console manufacturer had like a monstrous amount of consoles to sell so
3: well that's the the playstation i mean they limited it to it's not a worldwide launch not like i mean xbox isn't either but um it's they're doing the same as they did with the PlayStation, where there are you know countries that aren't getting it until the following week, including the UK, which is and Europe, which is ridiculous because you know Sony's always had a, um, a, a good standing in Europe and in the UK. So the fact that you know we're getting treated as oh, you'll get yours a week after is a little bit mean, but um. There's only about—is it like seven countries or Sony's launching in on the on on the first two weeks or something? I don't know.
1: I I don't know the the specifics. I know I honestly don't know the specifics of either. I just I just read stories about Korea and and Japan selling out for Xboxes, and I was like, What well, really?
3: Well, again, I can't imagine there's much there's much allocation going that way. You really can't. I, I mean. Saw-
1: Weird. Speaking of news, I saw a lot of weird games getting announced for Xbox at the TGS this weekend that I was kind of shocked to see. Like, well, um,
3: what happened at you, that? Because I I know that Capcom had a thing where they done like the the uh, um, Monster Hunter stuff, which in collaboration with those that's Nintendo Direct thing. And um, well, Capcom's
1: big show was this morning, and they showed the same presentation yeah. of Resident Evil Village. Um, they showed off Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. I, sl- I think it's still going. It might still be going. Um, but it's the final day of that. The opening was where and we'll get into this news in a minute but Xbox opened the show which I watched a little bit of. I didn't watch the whole thing because it was all in Japanese. It was kind of lackluster. There's not a whole lot going on there. Minecraft, Flight Simulator it's like, okay. Um, so I don't really see a lot of big stuff. They had a bunch of developer like japanese developers talking about xbox i'm like this is this is nothing i don't i don't need to see this it's cool that y'all are excited for the xbox but until you know we get some of these big japanese games on the console i don't really care so where you can say a lot but if you don't put your games on there it don't really matter um so it all seemed kind of lackluster. You know, the, the big rumor going in was that Microsoft was going to buy Sega. That obviously did not happen. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, people were digging. They were like, oh, look at that controller. It's blue and black, and it looks like Sonic. Like, hey, come on, man. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Uh, but from what I hear, Microsoft does have two more acquisitions. I guess we can just get right into this. So the Microsoft was kind of like, you know what? Pre-orders start tomorrow, so um,
3: uh, we bought Bethesda. That's mind-blowing, though, isn't it?
1: I, rem- I woke up, and I went online, and I was like, was this a fucking joke?
3: Yeah, I kind of... I, I i think I was about five minutes into Twitter, and all of a sudden I think I saw um, Shry's tweet, and then, like, seconds after the Xbox tweet, and it was like... Yeah, he only scooped it by a minute, which is amazing shit. that this was not even a rumour. But you think about it, why would it be? I mean, you can understand, like, Sega being a rumor, because Sega's doing okay, but they've, you know, financially, they, you know, they, they're they not on top of the world. Um,
1: yeah, but what I'm all, saying is, it's like nobody had even an inkling inside that this was happening.
3: Well, like, again, that never
1: happens. Well, Everything leaks big. in video games. Everything.
3: This seems too big. Um, even if even if you heard that say there was a rumor and say it didn't come from shrier say it came from somewhere else no one would believe that it's too they're too big a company so i think that's what blew me away it's like the size and scope not the fact that it's bethesda and the, they've now got a stable of games uh, that, that potentially could be you know exclusive but the fact is is that they've They've spent seven and a half billion, and that's more than they paid for Minecraft. I mean yes, That's more than Disney paid for Star Wars. Yeah, uh, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's like they yes, they're getting they're not just getting Bethesda Game Studios, they're getting everything that they own. They get, you know, Doom, they get Prey, they get Dishonored, they get um Elder Scrolls, they get everything. They get the publishing arm, they get the lot. It's all they actually, you know, the actual purchase was of ZeniMax uh multimedia, not Bethesda, but obviously that's a big part of that. But it's that that's a who would have thought like again, you think you know if you see these acquisitions that Microsoft make and they're, they're I think they're smart acquisitions, things like Obsidian and and Exile and things like that. They're smart acquisitions. Um but you look at them and think, yeah I could I can see that. You look at this and you think, no, this is this if you'd have seen that rumor like a week ago You'd have said, "Oh, someone's been smoking something," because there's no way they're gonna Bethesda are too big, and that was just, that's what blew my mind. It was like the sheer, the scale of it, like that, the move, the like they are serious about their portfolio of of game studios. Well so
1: let's let's talk about that because that is the hot topic on the internet right now. Is do these games come to PlayStation? And before we get into that. I just want to say that people need to calm the fuck down and stop yelling at each other, because it's it's not helpful. Um, but it's it's also funny to me to see this conversation happen, like consistently across not just not just annoying Twitter people because annoying Twitter people bitch about everything, but like the narrative on this is that Microsoft should make these games multiplat, and I'm like, okay. Okay, I get it. It would make them more money. It would be very consumer friendly to PlayStation console owners. But well, that's like asking why Spider-Man is not coming to the Xbox. Sony hey. bought Insomniac. No, Spider-Man is not coming to the Xbox.
4: Yeah, no, hey. I I don't I don't disagree with you Ken. The different the, there's a slight difference here in that um The they there are existing long running franchises in play here. This isn't just new IPs that we're talking about. That's why I think people are this concern is coming about um, because you have existing long running franchises that people have invested in, and there are people concerned that those games won't be available on their platform anymore.
1: Yeah, but the same cry did not happen two weeks ago when Final Fantasy was announced exclusive for the PlayStation. That is a long-running multi-platform franchise. It's it's more about the narrative to me, and and it it just confuses me because I'm like, this was okay a week ago, and now it's not
4: okay. I certainly saw people complaining about Final Fantasy being a PlayStation exclusive
1: last week. Not not journalists though. That's what I'm. Ref- I'm not talking about Twitter. Twitter assholes complain about everything. I'm talking about, like, how many news stories have you seen from IGNs, GameSpots, like, all of these big outlets that are like, well, Microsoft should definitely, you know, put games on the PlayStation. And it's like, I get it, they're two different things. Like, Sony didn't buy Squaresoft. And in fact, they haven't even said the deal for the Final Fantasy exclusivity, which is more annoying than just outright telling me you bought a game. But it It's just weird to see that and and to be fair and to put my two cents out there, I think Microsoft should put the games everywhere because I think you should be able to play wherever the fuck you want to play
3: that's but my Microsoft, opinion but uh, Microsoft bought these this studio for a reason they didn't yes. do it just for shits and giggles they but the problem is we don't know no we don't know where they're coming from, so yes there are there are there are pros and cons on both sides here you're right if they put the game's everywhere. It's, you yeah, know, it's paid seven and a half billion. They, they want their money back. I'm sure they do. This is an investment. It's a long-term investment, but it's an investment. They want to reap the rewards. If they want to reap the rewards through software, then it stands to reason that they should look at putting it on other platforms, i.e. the the, the PlayStation. Let's face it, PC and Xbox, We they're a given, obviously. Um, however, If their goal is to bolster and enhance things like Game Pass, then it stands to reason, because Game Pass isn't coming to the PlayStation, it stands to reason that they make these exclusive because they want these on Game Pass where no one else, uh, where the only place you can get them is either through a PC through that service or an xbox but we don't know which way they're coming from
1: let me throw this wrinkle in here why pay 7.5 billion to purchase these games if you could have made a deal with bethesda for let's say a billion dollars to just get them in game pass like if that's your in game to only get them into game pass
3: you could have made that deal a hell of a lot cheaper than just buying them outright yeah no the the, like, the, the that, that's a difference between having them on game pass and having them only on game pass
4: yeah the 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 play here and it, it probably won't be the case for um so my guess would be that um the Elder Scrolls Online and any of that content will continue to be multi platform.
1: Yep, I agree. My
4: guess, my guess is that Fallout 76 will continue to be multi platform.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I think guess, anything
3: that's already out is, is going to continue. As, any, sure, sure.
4: Anything yeah. that, uh, my guess, if I had to guess, I would guess that both the, um, uh, well, it's Starfield at least. If that's the first one, my guess is going to be multi-platform. Elder Scrolls 6, I think, is up in the air um, because it's not it's in development, but it it doesn't feel as far along. Um, This play is almost certainly to get those franchises, you know, the next Doom will probably be an Xbox exclusive. Um, You know, I, I would almost guarantee that. Um, and for Microsoft, it's a smart play because not only do you pick up Bethesda and their franchises, but you pick up those development studios to work on other stuff, um, and you pick up the licenses for those games for their other studios to work on. So what you can imagine is that now you end up, yeah, now you end up with Obsidian um, having the ability to work in all these different Bethesda owned universes, right? You're not you're not just opening up yeah. these franchises made by these development studios. You're opening up new games in those franchises made by the other studios under your banner. Um so if, you know, if they decide that they want in Exile or Obsidian or something like that to make a a Doom RPG, right? They could do that um if they decided um, they they wanted to make a spin-off of the Elder Scrolls universe they could do that too right that that's why you buy these this that's why you buy them instead of just paying to get the games in game pass
3: yeah i, I agree, agree. As fans of a, say for example, you're a fan of, of Bethesda games, and there are some people out there um, that that are quite a few. There's you, one yeah. of them right here. Yeah, <laughs> so. No, no. I'm, 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 i was being let, a bit... me,
1: let me ask this question, Ryan. If Elder Scrolls Six is exclusive to Xbox, would that force you to, or would that coerce you to switch to Xbox?
4: No, I mean with the, the the it's. I, your your wording there, I think, is what I disagree with. The there's no switching to Xbox for me. Um, I I played Morrowind um on PC, but mostly on the original Xbox. I played Skyrim on the Xbox 360. Um, so there's no there's no switching there for me. Uh, quite honestly, with the exception of Elder Scrolls Online, which I played on PlayStation, um. I, I played Fallout Three on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. I played Fallout Four on Xbox One. Um, Bethesda games already. I end up playing on the Xbox. Um, but let I,
1: me let, let I me plan on of...
4: getting. I plan on buying an Xbox in the spring anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so
4: so the there's I I'll, I'll have both systems. This this deal doesn't really have any impact on me. Um, other than the the chance that um with this in you know influx of cash um you could see some more frequent uh iterations of the franchises that i enjoy which is a good thing um so for you know for me it it doesn't really make much difference one way or another um but i I do I, i i am curious to see what happens because i'm not um I think, and we've talked about this on the show before, I think exclusive studios, um, making you know games specifically for your system are a really good thing for the console manufacturers. um and they're a really good thing for gamers who have both because it um, uh, I think the resources, and I think we've seen it with with PlayStation, the resources that get poured into those games when they know they're console exclusive, um, tend to make pretty good ones. Um the the people it sucks for are the people who are only going to be able to have one of these this generation. Um and it means you're gonna miss out on good stuff. And that's that's not cool. But I get yeah, it completely no. from Microsoft and Bethesda's standpoint, I one hundred percent get it. It makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. I do you, do you I I just that- think it's weird that people are like, well these you know Microsoft didn't buy this to continue par for the course
4: surely like these, not.
1: these games were coming to xbox anyway if you were just going to continue to do the same that you're doing now i, I don't see a reason to spend seven and a half billion dollars i
3: just don't
4: no i don't, I don't either i mean if, it, if,
3: they go, if they go multi-platform do you think that more resources are poured into the xbox and pc versions as opposed to the playstation versions does that make a difference to the quality of that port of the game
1: no, because if you make a bad port of the game on another console, it just makes you look bad in the developer that you own.
3: True. Okay. I mean, yeah, Minecraft
1: I've, has stayed, you know, pretty much neck and neck for the most part, except for the stuff that Sony wouldn't allow on their network.
4: Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. The stuff that's deficient on Minecraft is the stuff Sony didn't want on their platform.
1: Yeah. So, so no, I think.
4: I, yeah, I, I, and I mean, it's a this deal is one hundred percent a net positive for both Microsoft and Bethesda. Um, because Microsoft gets all the studios and also all the, um, franchises and Bethesda presumably gets a hell of a lot more money to play with, um, and some more development resources from folks that they're, that are already familiar in their resource in their, um, franchises like Obsidian. Um, so I, I think for Bethesda and Microsoft, it's a great deal. Like I said, my only hesitation or reservation here is for the folks that, can only afford to have one console because they're going to miss out on some stuff. Regardless, either side they're going to miss out on some stuff.
1: Yeah, and we're already seeing the the fruits of this with Doom Eternal being announced for Xbox Game Pass coming October first, so this week.
4: Which is crazy because the, the the ink's not even like the ink's not even on this agreement yet.
1: Yeah, it's it's Um, going to be like mid next year, I think.
4: Yeah, so it it tells me that in addition, so, you know, Ken, to your point about the smaller level agreement to get stuff on Game Pass, it tells me they probably put something in place to get these games on Game Pass earlier, um, knowing that the full sale won't be approved until mid next year.
1: I'd almost guarantee you that every Bethesda game available on Xbox One is in Game Pass by the time Series X launches.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me if the whole everything goes on there very soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, Doom yeah. being announced the day after, and let's not forget—I know twenty twenty is a bitch. Doom came out this year. Yep, not that long ago.
4: No. Yeah, my so, my curiosity is to see um, how they'll handle uh, the Elder Scrolls Online and whether or not um, they will have just the. Because the base game's already in Game Pass, right? Yeah,
3: yeah it is. So I reckon that they'll they everything goes over. I think if you're on Game Pass, you get you'll get access to all the expansions because they still make money out of like the silver they sell. Yeah. So I reckon that they'll encourage people to 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 get into it by basically saying, well, if you've got Game Pass, not only do you get the Elder Scrolls like you do now, but you'll also get you know Somerset and, and elsewhere and, and all of that because the more people play it, the more chance you got of them spending their cash right it should be interesting to see
1: how it pans out but uh, i don't think anybody's gonna disagree that that microsoft made probably the boldest acquisition i've seen in video games
3: it's definitely the biggest uh, ever. i mean period yeah. yeah like period yeah yeah, yeah i that's... mean it,
4: uh, before this My- minecraft was the biggest and yeah. so this one dwarfs that completely i you know as a um you know, as a huge uh, Elder Scrolls fan, I I'm actually I'm I'm pretty excited uh, for this deal. Cautiously, um, because I, I really want to see if this frees up some more resources um, for them to be able to do some side stuff in that universe. Do new engines well engine
3: would well. be nice, wouldn't it? For Fallout you know, and an Elder Scrolls, it
4: it certainly well, they have would a new be. engine. Yeah, they, they're they're I already working that, on yeah. that. Yeah, for yeah. for. Um, Starfield
3: is Starfield the first game to use
4: six. it. Yep. Yeah,
3: but, but that um, money—that money's is going to be well spent in, in bolstering that uh, again. I think that Xbox bought, made this acquisition because they know the value that that and the, the that having a Bethesda brings to them. So I think, yeah, anything to make that the games made better. I think they'll, you know, as you say, putting money into development tools and and making sure that. Um, uh, the teams have everything they need to make the best games they have. I think that's going to be on Phil Spencer's mind.
4: Yeah, and and what um what I'm what I'm also curious. So I'm I'm curious from two sides. I'm curious, I'm curious. as to uh, what the development track for Elder Scrolls Six will look like now, and whether or not Microsoft will invest resources both on the people side and on the cash side um, if they intend for that to be an exclusive. I wonder if they'll throw money and people at it to try and get it out the door faster than the current plan. I wouldn't um, be
1: shocked. I mean, you've I wouldn't got, be
4: shocked either, especially when you've got some other studios sitting around that would probably be able to help in that.
1: Um, can you? Yeah. Can you just? Can you just step back for a second and think about this? Microsoft now has twenty-three first-party studios. Sony yeah. has thirteen. Yeah. That's crazy it's, to it, me.
4: It 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 is crazy to me, and I, I think the reason it feels so crazy is because. We either um haven't got a lot of output out of those studios yet. Yeah, yeah. Or some of the ones, the output we've gotten has not been that great. This is also just being true. Honest. Um, but I, I think what I'm what I'm equally as curious of is whether or not some of the folks at um Bethesda um get some input and or some uh some development resources to help with Uh, some of the other stuff at Microsoft that's in process. Um, Or a chance to work on some Microsoft franchises too, which would be cool. And I I I got to imagine there's going to be some resource sharing for the new Obsidian RPG as well, since that already looks Elder Scroll-like. I got to imagine there'll probably be some cooperation between those two again.
1: Yeah, I, I think this is legitimately the Phil Spencer long game. And I think that once this bears fruit, from all of these studios, that you're going to have output coming into Xbox First Party, that is just absolutely ridiculous, and all of it within the confines of Game Pass.
4: I mean, it's it's absolutely a um, a generation defining move. It's it's uh, the aggressive almost seems like not a strong enough word for it. So um, well,
3: the time and the time and the day before pre-orders go live says something.
4: Yeah, for sure. For sure.
3: They knew. They
1: knew what was up. Also, speaking of which, bring back Quake.
0: I'm just glad EA didn't buy them, because I've read that that was another person (laughs) I was seeing. Oof. That
3: would have have been, oof,
0: yeah, absolutely. it's not even the fact that it's EA. It's just their their whole business uh, strategy is very different from... I mean, I've been critical of Bethesda in the past, but let's be honest, their their business strategy is far different. Like, whether or not I liked Fallout 4, that was still a full game at launch. And EA is more of a games-as-a-service company. Um, not to say that FIFA and, and Madden and all that aren't full games
3: but that is certainly aimed at they're 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 the entry level to getting more money from you those those fifa and and madden very very different business model the
0: so i was when i read that i was like well at least i'm glad that that didn't happen i i want to say activision also might have been but regardless either 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 or i'm glad that uh Uh, Microsoft bought Bethesda is I feel like it fits into their their ecosystem better not like as a console but as a business like if if Sony had bought them I would have been more comfortable
3: than EA or Activision so
1: yeah yeah for sure and let's face it
3: no one no one's no one else was buying them nobody else got that kind of money no no one else (laughs) has that kind of money that can you know, that's, that's the thing about uh, Microsoft is, you know, you say all you want about Sony and the, the, the quality of the games and, and fanboys and, and the other. They haven't the, that, the, the games side of things is keeping them afloat. They haven't got the money that Microsoft have. And so no one else was going to be able to buy, you know, EA, I don't even think EA would have, or uh, Activision. Yes, they've kind of got the money, but it's not the move that they make. They, uh, as you said, uh, uh, Anthony, they're, their business is about churning out and and milking, um, whereas uh, yeah, Bethesda's and and Microsoft's ideals seem to align a lot better than than say uh, EA's and uh, and Bethesda's.
1: Yep, and just think, Game Pass grew from April to now five million users. It's at fifteen, and imagine when it's going to grow now.
3: That's crazy. How, how how much money they're making, and it shows. That there is a, there is a market for that type of service in the video game industry. Oh yeah, people love Game Pass. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's just it it just got a whole hell of a lot better. <laughs>
4: yeah, for sure.
1: All right, um, other news going on. Anything else? On Xbox. I'm sure I think we did the fifteen million. The
3: the two hundred and twenty pound storage cards. How about that. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Was, well. So Seagate announced the price of the... What do they call it? The... the
3: storage cards. Yeah, the Expansion
1: exp- card. That's the word I was
3: looking exp- for. Oh, is that, I thought those was expansion... St- I thought it was like storage cards, but yeah. Yeah, those uh, things. They're cute. They're
1: one, one terabyte. And I saw people like, freaking out online, and it's like, you know what? You, you need to understand what an NVMe is.
3: Yeah. Uh, people don't realize that it's not even SSD. It's way beyond that.
1: Yeah, so yeah. don't think that the Sony... Cards are going to be any cheaper. They're probably going to run you about two hundred to two thirty for a terabyte of storage.
4: The, yes, I agree. The difference, though, is that they're not proprietary.
1: Yes, that uh, is which the means
4: there there is the opportunity for competition in that marketplace to reduce the price over time.
1: Absolutely. Um,
4: whereas with a proprietary card, you're going to end up. Hopefully not. I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but you have the potential to end up in the Vita situation where it literally cost me the same amount to buy a Vita memory card today as it did when the friggin' console launched.
1: This is true, but also we should note that Series X and Series S games are the only thing you cannot store on it. Or right. That you have to store on it. Yeah. So if you, you have. Play,
4: you can't play those games unless they're on that card.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I meant. You can store them on an external drive, just like you store all of your games currently. And in fact, all of your Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games will play off of an external 3.1 USB port.
3: But they won't be. They won't, you won't benefit from faster loading when they're playing. You won't benefit from
1: the loading, but you'll still get all the other stuff, like the yes. auto HDR, the frame rate. You'll still get all that, but they're going to take as long to load as they did on the Xbox One.
3: I, I wonder if, I mean, I'm sure it is because it seems that, that Microsoft have, have thought a lot and I'll give them props that the new dashboard is a lot, lot better than the old one. Um, but I wonder if they have, there's got to be settings on there where like, say, for example, you buy Cyberpunk and you get it on your Xbox, uh, Uh, Your Xbox One, Um, we all know that that's getting smart delivery. We all know that when uh, later on at some point next year, they're going to upgrade it. Say, for example, you've got that on your, uh, you've bought it on the Xbox One, you've got it on your external drive.
1: Can you play it because it's an Xbox you can play One
3: it, game? You play it because it's an Xbox One game. When they upgrade it, what happens? How does that, I, I mean, is that the smart delivery thing? Does that shift everything over to your main drive so you can play that, the enhanced I, version? I,
1: I have no fucking clue. It, that'll be something that Digital Foundry or somebody will test when it comes out.
3: Yeah, they, it's a lot of goes in. Like by default, what you you've got to have defaults where you tell it to. Like if you get an Xbox One game, where is it going to install by default? Well, is it going to install on the internal, or are you going to install on the? Ex- oh, well, like, you
1: can tell your Xbox where to install things by default.
3: Yeah, but at the moment, you only have, you only need to worry about storage. You don't need to worry about fast storage or normal storage. You just worry about storage. There's there's no two types of memory. It's just the one at the moment.
1: I mean, these are all questions that we're not going to be able to answer until we have the systems, which, by the way, Microsoft sent out systems to a bunch of people who can't even find my games and apps on the Xbox dashboard. Um, (laughs) I'm not salty at all, by the way. You don't sound salty.
3: (laughs) You couldn't find that, by the way. I saw your
1: tweet. I have heard several podcasts where they're like, oh my god, it's so hard. Where are my games? I go to the Xbox dashboard. Where are the games? You press down and hit A, you fuck. It's not a complicated process.
0: (laughs) It literally says
3: games and apps. Yeah, Yeah. my games and apps. Yeah, you can't miss it.
1: For fuck's sake. And these people are like, I don't understand Xbox. I'm like, that's because you don't play. And I get it, you don't play on it. That's fine. But it ain't complicated. It's really not. Hear, hear, yeah, those,
3: those people get more followers than we do, so.
0: What's curious about that to me...
2: i uh, i don't. Like, that one, that
0: one's not even really on the. I have to scroll quite a ways to find that. I don't know. if You how can they find their way there. You can yeah. set it, that fucking. Yeah, you can. There's a there's
4: a library thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, oh, it's an you. Like, Are they gonna but find I'm, a library like?
2: Can scroll all the way
0: to my library mm-hmm, on right. playstation it, it was it was I can't, I can't find it it was more of a dig ryan but i, I got it I, I use i use i use folders on that and like that's the only thing i can think of that xbox doesn't have to my knowledge
1: Actually, they do yeah, have that they you have, have
0: you can pin stuff which by the <laughs> way
1: i'm not i'm not excusing it groups suck i don't use them they're fucking terrible make them better like the, the, the
0: folder option on on sony's is, is nice it's just um, yep. yeah that's kind of odd that the interface seems to be pretty, and the, the interface is better from my understanding now than it was two weeks ago type of thing, like on the new Xbox. So I don't yeah, the, it's very
1: nice. the new dashboard is extremely nice. And the best part about it, it's
3: fast. It's what, sorry. It's very fast. It's, yeah, it's fast. And the, the store is so much better now and it's more like a proper store um, than before. And it, again, it's a lot faster. They've, They've they've made a lot of changes, to, I think, uh, to to get that optimized as best as it can be for for the current generation. Hopefully, uh, Series X and S will run it like butter because it's got more grunt behind it. So, yep. All right, let's move on. Just um, quickly, quickly, one oh, thing on ahead.
4: the on the storage. I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to end up being um, uh, in the same boat as me and only playing one game at a
1: time this generation. <laughs> I I also I I really and I hate the hyperbole about storage because everybody's always like Call of Duty's 100 gigs, Halo's 100 gigs. There's also 40 games out there that are three to five gigs. Like I have 122 games installed on my Xbox right now. I'm using two terabytes.
3: I'm okay. hoping that I'm going to be able to cover the cost of an uh, expansion or storage card. Oh, no,
1: no, 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 no! I'm not buying a $220 expansion. I am going to use my my 3.0 USB external drive and store everything there that is not Series X that I'm playing.
3: That's what and I'm I, doing for. Yep. That's what I'm doing for my non-Series X stuff. But I still feel that I'll want an, that extra storage for for keeping stuff on that. The first series X optimized stuff.
1: Yeah, and come and come and talk to me, Seagate, when that thing drops about a hundred dollars in price.
4: When it sound, <laughs> sounds like did I? I, I think I read, um, and maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I read. So there, there were there were um, whispers that these new drives were going to actually reduce file size because uh, they load so fast that there was duplication in the files that didn't need to be there, them, and yeah. it seems. That seems that has already been proven true, because I think I read that Miles Morales on PS5 is actually smaller than the PS4 version. That would
1: make sense once these developers get used to coding for them, you know?
4: Um, again, let's let's this talk is about good
1: Spider-Man since, since Ryan brought it's, it
4: up. By the way, it is it is two gigs less, so it's Miles Morales on the PS5 is 50 gigs and the PS4 version is 52.
1: Let's talk about Spider-Man since Ryan brought it up. You remember that conversation we had about getting an upgrade to the Spider-Man?
4: Yeah, give me a break on that. So uh, let's let's just talk about that for a second. So oh. uh, I understand, yeah, that um, this is you know they've 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 upgraded the um, the assets in the game and that it's more of a remaster than just a an upgrade, but. <laughs> um it the game's 2 years old.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 2 years yeah. old. You want a remaster um, of a 2 year old game?
4: It, yeah. Yeah. So, um I I understand completely. Right? That um like including the um uh the remastered version with Miles Morales for the higher price for folks who don't already have the original. It makes complete sense to me. It's perfect marketing. It 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 all lines up together. It absolutely makes perfect sense, right? Um, but th- this there there are already commitments from multiple other developers to do free full upgrades to the next gen versions on both systems, so for example, I bought, because it was $20 cheaper, $10 cheaper, no, $20 cheaper, the PS4 version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it comes with a free version of the PS5 version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yep. Um, Look
3: at uh, CD Projekt Red. with that's, that's that, was my next,
4: that was going to be my next point. That game is yeah. now almost, no, that game is six years old, John. I think Shit. it came out in 2014. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bloody so hell. so now granted um it, it's like you can't really compare every developer to CD Project Red because CD Project Red is like
1: it's not, not fair. fair yeah it's, it's
4: not fair, fair. <laughs> That's right. unfair to every other developer <laughs> they've been, <Yeah. laughs> they've been <laughs> doing they launched they they had 16 free pieces of DLC with The Witcher 3 mm-hmm. so the um but but at the same time like you're telling me there's not effort on CD Project Red's part to produce is. that? Of course there is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, so the 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 expectation of just being able to take a game that's a couple years old and resell it as a remaster um has been that that was absolutely the expectation. Um you know, they did it with Last of Us, right? They they re-released Last of Us at the beginning of this uh, generation as a remaster, um, but that expectation has been dashed by other developers, and so the notion that you can't do it or that you can't give it away to f- for free for folks, especially, and I understand if you just own the base level Spider-Man, that you wouldn't get the free upgrade because the the version that's coming with Miles Morales has all the free has all the DLC with it. But if you own the game and the season pass, there's no reason that you shouldn't also get this version of it.
1: So, let me ask this question because I'm not fully Even if
4: I'm sorry, and I'm sorry Ken, even no, I, I want to condition this real quick. Even if they locked it behind well, you have to have Miles Morales, and if you have Miles Morales, you automatically get the upgrade. That's, you know, still not great, but at least it's understandable. Um, the fact that I also have to spend another twenty dollars on top of Miles Morales is that's what what's getting me right now. Well, and before, you don't it, have
3: to, the old version will play on the PlayStation Five.
4: You just don't get any of the <laughs> PlayStation Five enhancements.
3: No, yeah, you'll, so, you'll get the, the. I'm sure it'll be faster, but yeah,
1: uh, this is going to get this is going to get into the weeds in a minute. But I do want to clarify. If you don't buy Miles Morales and you own Spider-Man on PS4 with all the DLC, you cannot upgrade even by paying, correct? Right.
4: That's correct. You cannot buy the Spider-Man that's Remastered the stupidest... Edition separately. That's,
1: that's the that's stupidest correct. fucking part of this. If you own it and you want to sell the upgrade, if you don't buy Miles Morales, let him do it for 20 bucks.
4: Yep, can't
0: do that.
1: Well, that is so fucking stupid.
0: They were looking at what 505 was doing and they said yeah they've been
2: talking
1: that. 505 yeah <laughs> oh my god this and to get into the weeds on this did anybody else see that story this week i don't know if it's fake i don't know if it's real sony still will not talk about this they said the ps5 will play 99 percent of playstation 4 games but i saw an article floating around this week again saying at launch only a hundred of them will be playable i don't know what to believe because sony won't come out and just fucking say
3: it i don't know i didn't see the story but surely that uh, i i don't know i mean I... How hard is it to come out and
1: make a statement and say yes at launch oh. november 12th you plug in a ps5 you can play 99 percent of ps4 games is that really that hard to say that if, it, well, if I mean, it's true look how hard it
0: was for them to say that uh, forbidden west and miles morales were
1: coming to ps4 well, they wanted to wait until after they. Um, well, of course they did. They did. They I'm just saying it.
0: they yeah. they aren't very good at making it clear what they're doing.
1: Oh, the the Sony messaging is so bad, it is so bad. Like we don't even know. People are out there buying NVMe drives right now, and Sony has not released a list of stuff that is compatible with the PS5.
3: They all start getting on that because people are going to start planning about things like that. Um, they need to tell you how easy it is to swap the drives out, and I can't imagine it'll be very difficult because they they've always made it easy ever since the PlayStation three to swap drives out. But they need to get that list of compatible drives because they well, have clearly right all of them. As, as of
4: right now, I think there's only one. I, I think the, but they haven't
1: the, confirmed any though, right?
4: No, they haven't. But there there's there's a new Samsung drive coming out that matches the um specifications of the drive that's in the PS five. That seems to be the most uh likely candidate for the, they the said compatible drive. A... You
1: can even buy it because what if you do and it's not? Right. That that sucks. Like we're it's... we're forty three days from launch.
4: And John two, John, I don't doubt there will be a list. I'm just saying that's as far as I know, the only drive that's in um I don't even know that it's released yet, that is is pending release that matches the the specifications.
1: And it's two hundred and forty dollars for a terabyte, by the way. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean these things ain't gonna be cheap. Thought, yeah, some,
4: something it's something in that range. I thought it was two hundred thirty something, but maybe it is.
1: I saw I saw 239 for the terabyte. I think it was 129 for the 500 and like 99 bucks for the 250 gig. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Like let's put this into perspective. The Xbox Series S comes with a 500 gigabyte drive and it's 299. Half the fucking price of this Xbox Series S is a fucking hard drive. Half. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. Storage sucks. I hate
3: it. Anyway, how much is the? How much storage does the S have? Is it five? Five hundred? Um, is it
2: a gig? No, it's
3: five hundred. Five hundred. So, how much is a Series S? Two ninety nine. How much is an X? Four ninety nine. So it's cheaper to buy an X and and uh, instead of an S and a storage card and get. Yeah, oh no!
1: Yeah, That's if you of, plan yeah. on yeah, if you plan on buying the storage card, yes, but then you'd have more than the X has. Yeah, you yeah, probably.
3: you'd have a, you'd like, have five
4: hundred uh, gigs more. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah. yes, storage prices are going to suck when this generation starts. <laughs> we've we've said that for how many months now? We've said that like NVMe drives are super fucking yeah. expensive. You know,
4: you know what though, and especially for somebody that um, uh, only plays one game at a time. Um, I would much rather than make the decision that they're going to go with a drive that genuinely makes the system feel like an upgrade. Yep. um, Even if the, the prices for expansion are higher Um, because they could have, both of them could have decided they were just going to go with a standard SSD drive um, and had a huge amount of options available for people, um, but not have, made it feel more generational i mean the the thing the biggest thing about this generational leap at this point is the drive quality
1: yeah frame rate and drive quality are the two biggest things that i want in my next generation
3: Oh, and and game developers i mean they, they've talked about these both both sony and microsoft have talked about these drives as being uh, a way for developers to expand the scope of their games get rid of things like the crawling through a, a rock face to, to you know hide loading and things like that you can't that that limits that if you have an uh, ss even an ssd so i think yeah the Part of the, the feel is going to be this, this new standard of storage. But I, I, I'd like to think that Microsoft and Seagate have got some sort of deal where they will eventually come down in prices, technology moves, just like it does and memory falls in price over time. But only time will tell because you say it's proprietary and that's always been a, it's always been a, um, a sticking point in with some things like the Vita cards and, and, um, uh, and Sony have, you know, Sony have been bad for that as well with like the, the old memory cards that they used to do instead of S, uh, S, um, instead of SD cards, they used to have their own memory gate things. They were always a stickler for that. And it's nice to know that they are at least going with a, uh, industry standard format this time, but who knows? Who knows how long these prices will be expensive? I don't know.
1: But let's do some quick hits before we move on. Uh Resident Evil CG series, a new one coming to Netflix in 2021. Um, Capcom speaking is of also... Resident... speaking of Resident Evil. Is that next gen only? Well, that's the next story, John. Hold your fucking oh. horses. Uh-huh. Um, Capcom right. developers during T... <laughs> I'm just kidding, you know, uh, Capcom developers during TGS said that they are trying to port Resident Evil Village to PS4 and Xbox One, but it may not happen.
3: I thought they were going to be PS4 and Xbox One anyway. When's it mm, out next year, isn't it? It's out next year. That was the rumors. That's the
1: thing. Is, is, like You've got to separate the rumors from the official statements. The official statement was that it was coming to PS5 and Series X.
3: Oh, okay. Well, that's so, going to look pretty because yep. Resident Evil 7 looked really pretty.
1: Yep, so they're going to try to get it on the PS4 and Xbox One.
3: I mean, there was, it had a level of grossness to its, uh, to its uh, kitchen.
1: Um, here's another funny story. A game that still hasn't yet to be confirmed has now been delayed. The Mass Effect trilogy is being reported um, that it's being moved to 2021.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that game has not well, been confirmed. It's not, so, it's not even out yet. It's not even been confirmed yet, and that's not going to happen till November 7th. So we got a ways off yet.
1: If they even announce it then, because there's a delay now. Yeah. So yeah,
3: yes. absolutely.
1: Um, bum 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 I. I'm scrolling through this, but I don't know that there's anything else big, big. I mean, Tokyo Game Show was kind of, there were some neat things, but there was nothing like, holy shit, apparently there's a Yakuza announcement coming. Uh, there's a movie, a Yakuza movie coming, uh, but there's an update on where the games are going next. This That'll be, be the
0: second Yakuza movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, but nobody saw the first one, right?
3: Yeah, the first one was pretty good, though.
1: Hey, you know, maybe it'll get a resurgence with the sequel.
3: I'm surprised um, that they haven't announced that the that Yakuza trilogy isn't coming to PC and Xbox. I thought that's probably would have happened.
1: That, that'll happen, along with Yakuza mm. 6, and Yakuza Like a Dragon for PS5, like all that stuff. What's yeah. funny is that we're getting possibly a new Yakuza game announcement before the seventh game is even out over here. It's kind of funny. Weird. Um. before we move to new releases is there some games we want to talk about I'll go around the room Anthony do you have anything that you want to talk about that you've been playing
0: I played a lot of Forager last weekend uh, oh. And oh my god that, forager?
1: that game is pretty good it's
0: really good in a span of 24 hours and I say that specifically because oh. I went to bed, woke up and started playing it again I put in 12 oh, hours wow oh, beautiful so, oh, I'm um, so proud of you Oh, mental illness. Of, it, I need to see the numbers go up. It
3: is, it is amazing <laughs> that, that, that the itch that that game scratches in such a simple way. Um, I, I I played it to, I say to completion, I played it so on the, when it was on the PC, I played it, whereas I've, I've knocked all of the skill tree, the lot, uh, opened up all of the map, and uh, I'm going to do the same on the Xbox now it's on Game Pass. Um, that game is so much fun.
0: Yeah, so I've been playing on PC because I've had it for a while. It was installed. I said, you know what, let's try that out. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. And then it was like 5 a.m. or whatever. and I'm like, uh Or it was at midnight or something. I don't remember what time it was. And I woke up and started playing again. Um Hey, that's,
1: that's awesome when a game does that to you, though. It really is when you get into it like that.
0: Yeah, it's been... The problem was that I didn't have any time to play it last week. So I... um I've kind of fallen off of it. It's hard to go back to. Sure. Um, which happens with all those types of games where you like get into a loop. As soon as that loop is broken, it's hard to go back. I find that with any online game. Um, I tried playing Elder Scrolls Online. Missed a day. Stopped playing entirely. It just as soon as you get out of that habit, it's hard to go back to for me. Um, And then uh, the other thing I can't pl- talk about yet, so uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers Grand Prix Two or Two Grand Prix. I'm not really sure. You know,
1: it's, hey, uh, it's crazy that, was... that we got that game as early as we did. That game's not till off, out till October sixth. I
0: know that's the reason why I can't talk about it. So, but uh, yeah, I'll be reviewing that.
1: All right, uh, Wombat. Anything?
4: Um. Yeah. Let's see. So I. Um, well, I guess I really only played a couple things. Um. I picked up in the uh double discount sale on PlayStation. Uh I picked up the um MLB the show twenty, um, uh, which I did not own yet. Um and it's great. I mean it's it's the show. I hadn't actually owned uh I got I got nineteen for free, but I never actually played it um because my uh a character is on the uh 17 um so it's very different than the last one that I played uh because you don't spend um hey, hey this is a real uh shining light after playing NBA you don't spend cash on upgrades for your player <laughs> Uh, you get upgrades for your player based on how well you perform. It's very, it's very Elder Scrolls since we've talked a lot about the Elder Scrolls today. It's a very Elder Scrolls progression method, where um, depending on how you perform in the game, you get points in different stats. Um, so, but I like it a lot. Um, it's still
1: it's so crazy to me to think that that game is coming to Switch and Xbox and PC next year.
4: Yep, yep. Forgot about that until recently. It ought to be interesting. Yeah. Um. The uh, and then I also picked up uh, Greedfall, um, because after the during and with the double discounts, I think it was like fourteen bucks or something. That's a good price for that game. And it's a really good game so far. I like it a lot. It's uh, it's right in my wheelhouse. So
1: <laughs> very uh, Euro I, janky.
4: Yeah, I love questionable uh, questionable Western RPGs. So, um, Mr. Chief Human. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah, so I, I've been playing that. Uh I haven't played, you know, a ton of it yet. Um but I, I've I've definitely enjoyed what I played uh of that so far. And then outside of that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've played. Um I don't think there is. My my son desperately wants to buy Beat Saber. So um
3: on, game game in there.
4: So I, I think that'll be yeah. I, I think that'll be probably the next thing that we end up investing a significant amount of time in.
1: Nice. nice, John. Yeah, you got not a some lot.
3: games? Well, not a lot really. Um, I played a little bit of uh, Undermine, which just recently got released on Game Pass on Xbox and PC. Um, it's so roguelike, so you don't like it, Ken, but yep. it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's okay. It's it feels a bit clunky uh, sometimes. Uh, basically, you 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 going Wait, this is a
1: game sp- that kind of reminded me of Link to the Past, but then when I died and I started over, I was like, fuck you.
3: Yeah, this is... I mean, it's... Yeah, it's... Yeah, I can see why you You. It's got that kind of look to it. Sorry, um,
2: which game is this, John? Undermine. Undermine.
3: Uh, oh, okay. It's, yeah, you're just basically going through the levels of a mine. You are... Uh, uh, it's run based so you uh attack you kill enemies you get gold and as you die you carry a certain amount of gold over which you can then upgrade in your um uh in your your main sort of hub area and get your better gear, which will eventually get you further down it is one of those games um it's it's okay i mean again it's on game pass so to try it if you've got game pass it's uh i uh, say so it's a little bit clunky um the combat considering it is combat heavy in the fact that you you know not every screen but most screens have enemies you have to deal with with your axe either by attacking them or throwing throwing the axe at them um it's a little bit clunky like you can't once you've if you like throw your axe you can't move while it's well you can but it's it's um it's a bit slow uh so there are certain enemies that will Uh, jump on you they'll sort of jump up and and attack you and if you're in the middle of an attack when they move you can't move and so they end up hitting you and and things like that but it's you know what it's not bad um and it's um, a little bit like forager it's watching those numbers go up so you know each run generally um ends with me being able to upgrade something one part of my gear um which then hopefully would make the next run a little better so it's okay um uh, played some more Kingdoms of Amalur, which, um the review for that will be soon, but that is, um, again, I still feel torn on it. The game itself is a good game. It's, I think it was competently made. I just feel like it's, it's just such a rip-off of a remake, because there's barely a remake part of it. Um it still rubs me the wrong way. Um And some more Fortnite. I think that's really about it. You know, I I was hoping this weekend. I picked up on eBay, I picked up a copy of Marvel Avengers for cheap. um, And I was hoping that was an actual physical copy. I was hoping that was going to get delivered, but it hasn't turned up yet. So I I didn't get a chance to play that. Um, So I was going to give that a shot, but that looks like that will be next week.
1: Hey, by next week, they'll have 2,000 more fixes in place.
3: Yeah, I heard that they um did a there was a massive patcher <laughs> fixes. a thousand fixes a thousand. Does that mean that that game should never have come out when that did? That was that's, never get released. That's what
1: I said when uh, I found out that that patch was a thousand. And what's funny yeah. is there was another patch
3: like two days later. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Well, at least they're fixing it. I mean, they could have just not. Um, I'm gonna uh, play that game when I get a Series X
1: and see yeah, if I can
3: super, super smooth. Yeah. Mode. See if I can uh, dig it a little bit more. I don't. I do. Does did that game sell well? Does there been any kind of? Uh, I guess I don't uh, know. Square haven't come out and said anything, have they? so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um,
1: um. All right. I'll wrap this up. I do have to go through the ID stuff, but I'll go through it quick. Um. I played Crisis Remastered on the Xbox One X. Why? Um, I tried to play it. Uh, definitely had some glitches. At the beginning... Uh, game How's that Ray Tracing like Crisis? Yeah, uh, the Ray Tracing mode is interesting because you have to... So, you know, like on an X, you can like pick performance and you know resolution modes? Well, in Crisis Remastered, there's performance, resolution, and Ray Tracing mode. And if you pick Ray Tracing mode, you have to restart. So if you're going to do it, you need to do it before you boot your game up. Um, but it's capped at 30. It looks good. Like... For software-based ray tracing, it looks really good. I'm very impressed with what they did, but still playing Crisis at 30
3: frames per second sucks. Well, again, maybe that's a game that you play on the X uh, Series yeah. X.
1: Yeah, because when I'm playing it on the performance mode, it it holds okay. It doesn't stay locked at 60, but. Maybe it will on the series. That's, that's where like people are like, why do you want to buy a new console? I'm like, this is why like these games coming out now, like Marvel's Avengers and Crisis and stuff, with these performance modes are not holding at 60. And after playing you know 17 billion hours of Overwatch locked at 60, I, I kind of <laughs> need, need my 60. I
3: need you're, a, you're a resolution snob.
1: No, no, no. no. Frame no, rate snob. snob.
3: Well, yes. No. Resolution.
1: Yeah. Resolutions. Whatever. Give me frame rate, baby. <laughs> uh, Ryan, I wanted to talk to you about WWE 2K Battlegrounds.
4: Yes, talk to me about WWE 2K Battlegrounds, and so, tell me about why I should have taken it for review.
1: So, <laughs> hey. it's an awesome arcade fighting game. It's a bad wrestling game. It's, it's like. So imagine if I made a wrestling game and yep. I didn't know anything about wrestling because like, and I had to do some research on this because I don't know a lot of the new wrestlers, but I noticed it with some of the old ones. Like their taunts don't match the characters. Their moves don't match the characters. But the game plays so well and so fun that I can't stop playing it. Um, I love the fact that the unlockable characters are in like fucking clamshell cases. So nice. it looks like you're buying like little figures and shit. Like that is such a cool little touch that I love. Um, it's got a massive like campaign mode that has these comic panels. It's all super interesting and neat. But I think the thing is, is like I said, if you're a wrestling fan, you're gonna read it and you're gonna play it and you're gonna be like, well, this doesn't feel like WWE. It's just some people that I know from WWE doing some like fucking crazy Mortal Kombat st- type shit. So, like, the rings have, like, alligators and and lava floors. And, like, during one match, I pulled a motorcycle out from underneath the ring and was beating a dude with it.
4: Yeah, see, like, I I think, uh, because I enjoyed WWE All-Stars, I thought that was a pretty fun, uh, sort of over-the-top wrestling game. Yeah. I don't view it the same way I view an actual wrestling game, but um, I enjoyed that game. The one thing I'll say about this is that the art style of it completely turns me off. Oh, they're goofy uh, looking. Yeah, it, I mean, it completely turns me off. Even, even though I like, like, uh, All-Stars was over the top, but they didn't look like, um, these look like they're trying to, uh, well, you made the point about the clamshell cases. It looks like they're trying to recreate the look of the Hasbro WWE figures mm-hmm. uh, yep. from the early 90s and um you know i just i am not a fan of the way it makes the characters look um but i I'm glad to hear that it's fun it's um, extremely
1: fun and it's it plays so well, like everything feels really good it's It's a fighting game I would compare it more to do you remember w w e arcade the the acclaim midway yep. game? I would compare it to that but Got um it's it's very fun, especially the fact that i had to go look to see if it was you know kind of true to the wwe origins it's not like characters don't do the right taunts they don't have the right moves i can still do a double backflip off the top rope as the undertaker which i know that's not going to happen no well
4: so- and didn't i didn't i hear that the kind of the the um the moves are basically like um based on class not based on the wrestler so, like, yep. all the wrestlers that are of a certain class have the same moveset.
1: Yep, and they all have yeah. the same moveset, and you can also add, like, little modifiers to them that you unlock through playing the game. So, like, you can get gotcha. one that gives you, like, fire hands and shit like that. So, I mean, it's super fun to play, especially with other people, but if you're looking for a wrestling game, this, this ain't it. So. Yeah. Um, quick hits on the ID at Xbox stuff. Sent- Sentinels of Freedom. Uh the only reason that I remember anything about this game is because when I installed it, you know how Xbox pops up and says so and so has been installed? When this mm-hmm. one was finished being installed it said uh title and language installed. Oh weird. <laughs> so Qually. like they forgot to add the name of it to that? It's kinda of funny. Qually.
3: That's that's um, a sign, that's a sign of uh um uh of attention to detail.
1: It is, um, I've noticed a trend lately. There's a lot of, like, turn-based strategy games, and this is another one of those where you move, you have a certain amount of action points, you move to spot, attack person, you've got buffs and things like that. The cool thing about this game is that you can create your own superhero, so if you like turn-based strategy games, this is a superhero one. It's kind of neat. Uh, I played Maximum Football 2020. Holy Maximum shit, I thought Madden had a rough year. This game is bad! Like, really bad. <laughs> like, ESPN 2K5 came out 15 years ago. It was 1999. And it was fuck-ton galaxy away from better than this game. Yikes. I mean, this game's just really bad. What's funny is they launched it early, and it didn't have the day one patch. So I got the glitch where... When you do a running play, the quarterback goes to hand the ball off and the the running back doesn't grab it and they start chasing each other in a circle like they're chasing their tails. Oh, man. <laughs> it was hilarious. But even when the game works, like, it does not feel good to play. It really does not. And I see people online like, yeah, Madden's dead. I'm like, oh, God, no. Madden's a bad game this year, but it is a fuck ton better than this thing so I played the Colin yeah. Moriarty game Twin Breaker a Sacred Simples Adventure it's a brick breaker with a story mode it's actually a pretty good game it's hard extremely hard but the idea of controlling two brick breakers one with each analog stick is a very interesting concept
3: Oh, that, I'd, I'd be shit at that I would yeah I wouldn't be able to do that, that that'd mess with my mind too much
1: yeah, it took my brain a minute to like, oh, there's two. I, how do you control the other? Oh, the other stick. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah. The, um. It, so it's, it's, explain the game a little bit more.
1: Like, what do you mean? It's like a brick breaker, like Arkanoid. Oh, yeah, stuff. okay.
4: Okay, I gotcha.
1: Yeah, and it's got a, it's actually got a story mode. So like, there's this big. It reminds me of like an eight-bit Nintendo game where the story mode is text crawling across the screen, kind of. thing. That's what
4: I was just getting ready to say. It's it's throw, the the fact that it's like Arkanoid, but it has a story mode, is throwing me off.
1: Yeah, it's a weird thing. It like takes itself super seriously, and then but then you're just breaking breaks. It's weird it's, that
0: it's on Xbox because Sacred Symbols is his PlayStation, PlayStation jerk fest of a podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's kind of funny, right? Uh, Jet Set Knights is a, a wave-based game where you play a little Pixel Knight, kill a bunch of stuff on the screen, you can't let them attack the princess. It's fine. The Drone Racing League simulator, I flipped my drone upside down because the controls are so fucking awkward and I I can't play that game.
3: I can't imagine that that game is any fun. I just don't see the point of the, like, out of all of the, the the sports, you could see me like, <laughs> Nah. A game that I want to
1: play but does not have a tutorial so it's confusing the shit out of me, uh is Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. And oh is that coming finally coming to console? Yeah, it's out on Xbox, came out this week. Um
3: oh, uh, I like the first one.
1: So this game starts off with this banging fucking anime intro. It's so good. And then like you get into the game and it has this really unique like look to the graphics. But then it dumps me into a hangar bay with, like, no explanation of any of the menus, and I completely got lost. But from what I can tell, it's like a a Han Solo simulator. You're like a a smuggler that goes and picks up packages across the galaxy and takes them to other people. And I want to get into this game because it seems really cool. I'm just going to have to spend some time because it does not have a tutorial that I saw. Like, it literally just dropped me into the game. Um, but it's got enough there that I wanna I wanna give it another go. I think it looks cool. Um Nexomon Extinction is the most blatant Pokemon ripoff I've ever seen in my life, and it's really good. So if you wanna <laughs> okay. play poke if you wanna play Pokemon but you do not have a Nintendo console, buy this game. It's really good. Okay. But it is straight up fucking Pokemon. I can't remember, hold on.
0: Give me one second. There's another one that came out. Well, there's Disc Creatures, which is an older-ish one. There it is. Monster Crown.
1: Yeah, uh, I haven't played that. that one. Is,
0: that is coming out. Uh well, it's on early access right now. Soe Desco is publishing it. And not only does it look like Pokemon in the fact that it's the same setup and it's pixel art and all that stuff, they've drawn all the official artwork. In the sort of watercolor style of all the original Pokemon games, nice. it looks just like the Pokemon.
1: <laughs> I mean, this game is straight up Pokemon, like to the point where I start off, <clears throat> I'm a trainer. I meet up with a bunch of kids. I get to pick my starting Nexamon. Um, they're all element based. Um, you capture them with Nexa traps. Yeah. Uh, um I mean it's 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 the uh, when you're playing the game it's an overhead like two D world reminds me of like Pokemon Yellow. It, I mean it's straight up fucking Pokemon. But the thing is is that it's really well done. Like it's a super high quality game. Ooh, so if you've game? got an Xbox or a PlayStation and you want to play Pokemon, pick up Nexamon. It's I mean Nexamon. Yeah. It's fucking Pokemon and it's really good. Uh, last two games I played I'll just breeze through real quick uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, that game is wonderful, fuck the haters everybody out there is pissed at that game, fuck you they, I love those games, all three of them great games uh, and then Mafia Definitive Edition is really, really, really
0: yeah, like, I mean, I'm good really hold on good. one second, I'm just gonna buy that right now while I remember
1: <laughs> yeah, that game is oh, so good that is a that is a Resident Evil two level remake. It's it's really good. Mafia games, I feel, get a
0: really shitty rap. Like they just don't get the the um, attention
1: they deserve. The story in this one has been phenomenal. I never played the original. I've played two and I've played three, but I never played the original because it was on PC only back in the day. And mm-hmm. like the story of this game is just. Stellar. it's so I love every character so far
0: I remember that being the thing that people talked about so I'm not surprised
1: and to play that game now in basically what is the Mafia 3 engine oh, feels good feels really good
4: how, mu- how much is that?
1: it's 40 bucks for just the game and I think you can buy the trilogy for 60?
4: yeah that's right
0: wow
1: so you get you get definitive editions of one, two, and three for sixty, or the remake for forty. So
0: wow, Mafia Three is worth. Yeah, not Mafia alone, Three is real good. To be honest, so.
1: But uh, yeah, lots of good. It's motherfucker. It's fall. The it games, is fall, baby. It the is Games fall. be here. All right, let's talk about what's coming out this week. It's kind of a pretty decent week. We've got Genshin Impact, which if you don't know what that is, that's Horny Breath of the Wild.
3: (laughs) Okay. Um, It's
1: free to play right now. It's
0: got only the bundle up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's an
1: MMO. It says it's single player, but it's online. It's an open world action RPG. Yeah, sure. So it's Horny Breath of the Wild, so it's free. Download it this week. Check it out. Uh, Undead darlings, no cure for love. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Projection, first light. Return, one way trip. The Walking Dead onslaught. Until you fall. Untitled Goose Game, a lovely edition. Warsaw. Orange blood. Warborn. And then the Formal. two biggest yeah, the two biggest games are out on Friday in Star Wars Squadrons and Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time.
2: Really oh, looking forward to Star Wars.
1: Wars. Yeah, Star Wars, I'm super interested in playing. I'm also interested in playing Crash. I mean, I love fucking Crash Bandicoot. I played that demo a couple of weeks ago and it's um it's real good. Uh Xbox, we've got Bart Lowe's Dread Machine. Uh, Commander 85, Feather, Dragon Lapis. That's another one of those Kimco jams. By the way, in case you were wondering, if... the Jet Set Knight was the Rataleka game for the week.
4: Literally every time you say Chemco, I think of Rescue the Embassy mission. Every single time.
1: I mean, I would rather remember that than the fact that they've released like 600 crappy JRPGs in the last... Kim...
4: The name Chemco will forever in my head exist because of Rescue the Embassy mission.
1: The one I remember is that racing game, the Rally Racing game on Nintendo sixty four. Oh, uh, I was gonna say Top Gear, but does that I don't remember? That it, maybe it was Top Gear Rally. I don't remember. I just remember the Chemco logo on the box was bigger than like the game title logo. What that was hilarious. On the Switch, we've got all was legacy. Bacon Man and Adventure Okay, okay, whoever came up with this next one, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a golf clap. Home Sheep Home Farmageddon Party Edition. I'm impressed. <laughs> Robbie Swift Hand in the Orb of Mysteries. <laughs> okay. Tabletop Racing Nitro Edition. 3,000th uh, Duel, The Wise Ones. Oh, boy. Detective Case and the Clown Bot in Murder in the Hotel Lisbon.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a point-and-click adventure. I have it on PC.
1: Holy cow, that's a long time.
0: Um, Home Sheep Home is a uh, Sean the Sheep game. No shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually made by ardman Animations. It's all uh, 2D, but I was like, wow, they really ripped off the design of the sheep. And it's like, nope. Join Sean the Sheep and his friends Timmy and Shirley on this epic adventure of journeying through caverns, the busy streets of London, and throughout outer space.
1: <laughs> uh Warbital Uh Warbital. Mind Warbital Mind Sees Candy Raid the Factory Farm Builder Hot Shop Burn Liege Dragon Little Big Workshop New Baron: The Adventure of an Unlucky Gnome. <laughs> I, I fucking switch, man. I don't even know anymore. Power Triss. Uh, Is that Ease. like Tetris? Yeah, I guess. Smoots World Cup Tennis. Ease Origin and Super Mario Brothers. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. We got a lot of emails, yo. I'm counting five. Woohoo! Let's do this thing. Your ER Carl writes in. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hey, yo, it's the Minecraft guy, E.R. Carl. Yes. Boys, I'm having a real hard time choosing which console I'll be buying this, gen, so I'm going to wait it out for now. Can you guys please go into detail why you chose to pre-order the PS5 first or, if you, or Xbox if you chose that first? Can we do a roundtable on what's the best advice you can give to adults coming into this new generation of consoles. Mine is always have a safe hand gesture and not just a safe word. A girl once sat on my face and I couldn't breathe. It was amazing, but I couldn't say the safe word. So please also have a safe hand gesture, like a thumbs up. Okay.
3: Fair enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a big logo.
0: Okay, okay hold on. <laughs> We have to we have to just roll back here a second. Sure. Why would your safety hand gesture be a thumbs up? Out of all the things that say I might not be okay with this, a thumbs up is not <laughs> the hand signal.
1: I prefer the uh vanilla ice logo that he used to throw up during sign during shows? Where he makes the V with his fingers.
0: Uh, I don't know if that would work in this scenario either specifically.
1: Well, I mean, you would know for sure that I was conveying my safe gesture, right? (laughs) I don't know, man. I would indeed not be cool as ice. Maybe. Come on now, come on. (laughs) That was terrible. You ever seen that movie? Cool as
3: ice. No, I have not.
1: If you can watch that movie for free, I suggest you watch that movie for free because it is a fucking train wreck.
3: I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm going I'm across the street I'm to
1: uh schlong.
3: I am currently watching. There's a documentary on PlayStation uh, called From Bedrooms to Billions. Uh, no, it's not sort of like a documentary about PlayStation, John. Yeah, no. uh, it is. It's from bedrooms to billions. It is a PlayStation documentary. Trust me, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. It's got. It's got. Well, it's got all of the. It's got like um uh uh what's his name? I'm trying to think of the tall guy who used to be at Sony, then went to Xbox, and then went to Stadia. Bill Harrison. Uh, that's the one that's got him on. Loads of loads of talking heads from. Uh, like Mark Cerny and and those types of people who are all about when the, uh, the PlayStation made its mark back in the 90s. Um, but anyway, um, no, I'll, I'll pass on ice, coolers, ice, whatever it is.
1: Well, he didn't even answer his question yet. Can, um, you, pl- can you please go into detail why you chose to pre-order the PS5 or Xbox first?
0: Well, I mean, the, I'll, I'll answer for everybody, even though I didn't order. Uh, the PlayStation 1 came up first.
1: I, that's true. If you're going to buy That's, both, oh, you would have pre-ordered that one first. Gonna right? bo- if you're going to buy both of them and the PlayStation comes up first.
3: Well, I, Smart ass. I pre-ordered the Xbox first because I didn't pre-order the PlayStation.
1: I would have. If I had only done one, I would have done the Xbox, but it's simply because of the ecosystem and Game Pass.
3: Game, I mean, Pass. Yeah. Game yeah. Pass is a big seller, I think. Especially now, um, I don't know, it's... I'm spending less on games. I don't spend as much time as I used to, and the fact that I just can pay a subscription and I just have access to something to play is is pretty good.
4: Yeah. I pre-ordered. Yep. Yeah. I pre-ordered the PlayStation Five, um, and again, I'll I'll buy an Xbox in uh, spring. Uh, but my my take. Was essentially that I knew I was going to buy one now and one in the spring, and so I just looked at which one had games I was interested in between now and the spring. Um, and Sony is the machine. There you go. So if I was going to buy one now, um, I was going to buy the one that had uh, a couple exclusive games or at least one exclusive game that I was actually interested in between now and the spring. So mm-hmm. plus it helped that um, that's I already had Cyberpunk pre-ordered on PlayStation as well. So Cool.
1: Jeremy also wants to know what do I buy? Hey guys, I hope you had a great week. In my second month of selling cars for a living, uh, so far I still have my soul. On the console, hey, oh, well, hey, listen, I
4: worked I spent fourteen years of my life working directly with car dealers, uh, working for a finance company. And uh, there are some that are great people. There that's you go. all I'll say.
1: <laughs> on the console end, Microsoft buying ZeniMax makes me wonder which console to buy. I want to play Elder Scrolls six, but don't know if some or any of those games will be on PS5. Do you think the announcement hurts pre-orders on both sides or helps? Hoping Microsoft makes it clear where all these games are going before or at least close to launch. Have a great effing day. You will definitely know before Elder Scrolls six comes out, whether it's exclusive to Xbox and PC yeah,
3: or not. Well yes. will know before the Xbox Series X comes out, though. Um, no, but if you're, but if you're gonna if you're waiting
1: on Elder Scrolls, you have no reason to buy a console this fall anyway.
0: Yeah, don't buy consoles based on things that you think are eventually coming out. I bought my 3DS, going, I can't wait to play Mega Man Legends three. Good luck with that. Yep.
1: <laughs> you could play that other one that they were gonna make that was a homage. Oh, okay.
0: We don't talk about whatever he's done since. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather forget that mighty number no. nine happened, that mediocre mediocre game.
1: Let me let me put it let me put it this way. If you're on the fence and Elder Scrolls is your thing, buy an Xbox because if you have Game Pass, you're just gonna get to play it. And you know it's coming out there. But if there's other games on PlayStation that you want to play, wait and see what happens. Well, not
0: only that, I mean like if you're really dead set on buying a console because of Elder Scrolls, they're also getting um Oh my god, please. Uh, Obsidian's take oh, on yeah. that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're going to have more than enough to play there, plus all the other RPGs that come to Xbox. So,
1: Able, Able's coming uh, out Okay, next well, year. yeah. Yeah, the be- the benefit of bigger the,
0: ones, but yeah.
4: The benefit you have this generation is at least at the beginning is the big first-party stuff still coming to the last generation. Yep. So, you've got some time
1: absolutely don't don't feel like you have to there i don't like when people tell you that you there's no reason to buy a console this fall because some people want to buy one but you literally don't have to buy one this year and you can still play 99 percent of the games coming out this fall. sure absolutely so i would wait hold on to your money these things will be available readily at best buy gamestop whatever in six months and then yep. you can make your decision if you want then
4: This is is actually the first generation since the Wii that I bought a console on launch day. I almost never buy a console on launch day. And as a matter of fact, the Wii, I'm trying to think the Wii might have been the first console I ever bought on launch day.
1: We all fucking bought that thing, didn't we?
4: Yeah.
1: We were all there picking up Wiis. Holy shit, there was a lot of us there.
4: Yeah. Uh, So yeah, you definitely don't have to buy it on launch day.
1: Antonio writes in, Delay4G says, I bought Star Wars Fallen Order on day one and put about four hours into it before drifting away. Started it back up recently, and after another hour or so, I was just like, you know what? Fuck these ponchos. I'm just not into that (laughs) game. Fair enough. Uh, In regards to console launches, I have an unfortunate theory I think people haven't considered. I think many people won't get their consoles to, uh, delivered on release day because four console SKUs are releasing two days apart and that's going to be hell on delivery services. Or maybe I'm just overthinking things. That's possible.
3: And also, don't forget, you might not have a United States Postal Service by then. We'll still have a Postal okay, Service. Well, they don't
1: deliver the fucking consoles anyway, John.
3: Without the doom and gloom.
0: That is around the time when it starts.
1: Election is the on time. the third...
0: Well, no, I mean, like, just the Postal Service in general starts doing more business around that time because of Christmas. Oh, yeah, Christmas. So so they're operating in longer hours generally and stuff. So, like, I don't really have... The thing that'll hold it up more than anything is whether or not those consoles get to the people to send them out. I
1: think they'll be there, but I think that they're going to be delivering so much shit on those days that it's possible you may see a one- or two-day delay.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, if if you're going to see a major delay, it'll be getting the consoles from the manufacturer to your retail outlet. That's where the big stuff happens, not True. so much when it gets sent to you.
1: Uh, his final note, on another note, I ordered some Taco Bell. That included two drinks just to try my hand at the Xbox giveaway. Unfortunately, I didn't win anything. Correction, I did win a trip to the bathroom. <laughs> I have already entered once. I got, uh, Saturday morning I had to run some errands to pick up some stuff and I stopped at Taco Bell. Got me a number two, three tacos and a large drink. And,
0: and, I then, did go, and then you got another number two. God damn it, John. <laughs>
1: Y'all were just waiting on that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, I did not win. I texted my code and it came back and said, you did not win today. You, you know, you can enter that thing three times a day.
3: That's crazy. It cost you anything. I don't, I don't go. No,
1: it's just a taco. Other than Taco Bell. One. Yeah, well, you got the only thing you got to buy is a large, medium, or large drink.
3: Uh, okay.
1: And then you get a code on the cup, and you text the code to a phone number, and then they text you right back whether or not you won.
3: Oh, good luck.
1: I mean, I'll probably enter it about fifteen or twenty more times before launch, because you know I, I fucking love Taco Bell. Taco Bell is a quality establishment. Mookie sends says, It's up. After many attempts that led me, to, uh, led me to death playing Hades, I finally made it to the good ending of the game. I've realized that it's it has game, an ama-
3: apparently. I do want to play that.
1: because I've realized that it has an amazing story about family. For many ARPG that came my way before, after Diablo 3 and Torchlight 2. they never gave this much attention to stick, excuse me, to stick with it until uh, the end of the story, at least. And yet after making it, I still want to go for mini-runs just for the challenge and grind because it's just that fun. I hope you guys will give it a try, especially Drew because he likes those type of games. Drew likes -likes? roguelikes? It's almost here, Cyberpunk 2077, so I guess I'll say I'll play play more Hades and then probably Mafia 1 Definitive Edition while I wait. Cheers, bitches. P.S. If Gambus isn't in the episode, please let him know I say hey. I played Hades for five minutes.
3: Yeah, it's not your type of game. That's, that's a roguelike. You're not going to like it. Yep. Although I do give him credit, it plays really well. Yeah, I, I, I do. That, that game looks super cool. Um,
1: I, I'm sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. I believe it's Isdine. Sends an email. Is it? Oh, that's his email address. Sorry, his name is Adam. I don't know how to pronounce Adam. That's fine. Hello guys, Adam here. Hope your day is going well. I want to quickly share my slightly stressful PS5 pre-order experience with you. I unsuccessfully tried to get one right after the price reveal and in the days following it. When I found out about the second wave of pre-orders, thanks Wario64, he's the man, I decided to do something I had never done as a gamer. I got up at 4am, grabbed my beach chair, and drove to the mall near my house. My god. My I- god. I kind of camped out, mostly sat in my car until the mall opened at 10. I secured the number one of only seven guest tickets and finally was able to pre-order a standard edition PS5. Some guy offered me $100 for my spot, which I declined. He ended up paying $200 for a spot. Also, wow. apparently, at some GameStop locations, homeless people were selling spots in line to get a shot at a pre-order. Uh,
3: Good. Uh, for Cap- yeah, capitalism at its best. That's brilliant. It's
1: wonderful. Uh, this got me wondering how anticipated this console may actually be. GameScoop shared some internal info regarding their advertising and commerce numbers based on traffic on their site. They confirmed that the first pre-order wave was their biggest numbers ever, surpassing even Apple products. Is this the most anticipated console launch you've experienced? If not, which console was the most excited? What were you the most excited for? Finally, I wanted to let's actually answer that question before we move on to the next piece. The most excited of a console launch. Anybody? Um.
3: um yeah, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I. I guess the PlayStation Four because I actually went out and physically got that. That was um, the PlayStation Three. Um, i ordered online um i don't normally go out, and i'm not i'm again i i think this is a bit weird this year because of everything that's gone on uh i think a lot of people are choosing to to do it online as opposed to go to a store so i think that's probably um that's probably why they've had a lot of traffic as opposed to to people driving to a like like he did and, and drove to a to a mall itself. I think you've got more people going online because I don't want to leave the house. But um, yeah, the PlayStation 4, because I actually physically went and picked it up. I was there at midnight and I was with some friends. It was pretty cool. But most of the time I just order it because I can't be asked to go shopping.
4: Yeah, I, 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 I misspoke earlier, by the way, when I said that the Wii was the only console I purchased at launch. That's not true. I bought the PS2 at launch. And that, sitting here thinking about it, is the most anticipatory I have been towards a console launch.
1: If I have to pick anticipatory, it's definitely the N64. I think Gambus Khan and I sat and chatted about that thing 400 times before it came out, and I remember getting the phone call um, early, because if you remember, the N64 was supposed to launch on, I think, like a Monday, and they put it out early on Friday. And I remember getting the phone call. They're like, yep, you can just come in and pick it up now, and I was like, oh, shit! And I went and bought it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I I did not buy an N sixty four at launch. I didn't actually. Um, I, I I didn't. I knew about the N sixty four and like had had been excited about it, but my hype for that didn't really ramp up until um, like I, I I played so two two stages. The first stage was when I played Mario sixty four in a, a kiosk in a Sears, um, and then the second time was a friend of mine bought an N sixty four. And I actually was able to play Mario 64 at his house and actually spend longer than like whatever short, tiny little amount of time you got to spend on it in the Sears. And that's when I decided, okay, I need to to get one of these. Um, yeah. But I, I didn't actually own one at that point. I didn't own one um, for a couple years, actually.
1: Yeah, it's funny. My wife brought this up to me the other day because I was talking about you know, how much anxiety I had trying to pre-order these consoles. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And she brought up, she was like, you know, and I was like, it's stupid. And she's like, it's not stupid. She's like, if you think about it, every touchstone in your life has been about console. And it's true. Console launches are my touchstone. Like, if you ask me, you know, when the PS2 came out, what were you doing? I can tell you. You can say, well, when this other event happened, I'd be like, I have no fucking idea where I was in my life then. But if you ask me about a console launch, I can tell you. I can tell you that me and Gambus talked about the N64. I can tell you that, you know, the 360, I was out all night with a friend trying to get him one, and then I picked mine up at 9 o'clock in the morning because I had already had it pre-ordered. Yeah. The penis, Two. I remember going to our favorite place, Wombat, the Middletown Mall at midnight. I remember. You know, I remember who I was with. I remember who my friends were. I remember what job I had. Yep. So these things are, you know, a touchstone for me. So
4: yeah, I I was hyped for the 360 launch too, and then um, I lost my job two weeks before the launch, oh, and ended up having to cancel my pre-order. Oh, so sucks. yeah. So I that, remember that Killa, one was a tough one.
1: <laughs> I remember Killer Wolverine got screwed on it because if you remember, there were the two versions: the one with the hard drive and one without. Yeah, In the arcade, it, Yeah.
3: It,
1: he worked at GameStop, so I remember Brian asked him. He's like. Can you can you take one for the team and take an arcade because we didn't get enough regulars? <laughs> well, it wasn't the arcade
0: originally, right? It was just a hard driveless.
1: But it was the called arcade. the arcade version. Called
0: oh, the arcade, yeah.
1: Well, it was called the arc- an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty Arcade. At launch, yeah, that's yeah, what it was called. Yeah, yeah. because, because I, thought I, remember, the arcade,
0: you? I thought the arcade came later and had the memory card and the disc of all the live games
1: i think that might have just been a packaging name but they called the one without the hard drive the arcade version
0: i'm
3: looking it up keep talking because what was it a 20
1: gig hard drive
3: in the main in one the, in the in the full fat one yeah and then nothing obviously with other than a bit of system memory but that was bugger yeah, all it, was was like, it was like it was like nothing like literally
1: yeah. nothing but I remember them making him take an arcade system because he worked there, and they should
3: give him oh, it- <laughs> take one for the team. I'll tell him to uh, fuck off. So
0: here it is. This is uh, at launch, the 360 was available in two configurations: the Xbox 360 package, unofficially known as the 20 gig Pro or Premium, priced <laughs> at four hundred dollars. Oh, and the Xbox 360 Core, priced at three hundred. So he got the Core model. Then they eventually released the Elite, um, and then the 360 Core was replaced by the 360 Arcade in 2007, and that's the one I bought. It just launched. That's the only reason every, why I remember.
1: Every Xbox that launched it had just been called the Red Ring Edition. It didn't matter anyway. Yeah, that thing was <laughs> my, a piece of junk.
0: Oh, thing think was a piece of shit. <laughs> my arcade version still runs, but boy, does the room get hot.
1: Yeah, I still have one. What was the? I think it was the Elite, was the black, like glossy the, one. Oh, yeah. that was.
0: Are you talking about the one with the weird angles to it? Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, model. I think that's the model S. I've, yeah, that is the model. I've got that. That's the one that I now have. The, 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 the I Elite thought it was black the Elite. Model S. Well, the, the, Elite. Elite,
0: the Elite referred to no. The original Elite was like a greenish color of the original 360 model, and it came with a bigger hard drive.
1: I don't remember a green
0: 360. Uh, It was not. When I say green, I mean like it was like that dark army green. It was like it was Halo related originally. That's the reason why it was called Elite. Um, See, the
1: Elite over here was black. You know
0: what? You're right. It is black. There was a 360 Elite that was green, but I'm probably confusing that in my head. I'm looking at the model now.
1: I need to to see the one that I the one that I own is the S. You're right. It was called the S.
0: Yeah, and I have the Model E now, which is the one that has the same setup as uh, the Xbox One. Yeah,
1: yeah, I've I've got got it. that's, yeah, that's the last one that they released it was looks like an Xbox yeah. One but smaller. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I have the S in the closet. Okay,
4: the S is the one that I've got an S downstairs too because my my dad it was my dad's and it crapped out, so he gave it to me to try to fix, and I could not fix it.
1: Those have different hard
3: drives in them.
4: They do. Yeah, yep.
0: they have the pull out. You pull I've actually out got the hard drive, hard drive. sitting oh, yeah,
3: right here on my computer desk. Up. Yeah, it flips up yeah. The, the top. You like a little pushy button thing, and it clicks open. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's the one I have in my closet. Is the e that that, that glossy plastic sucks yeah. so bad? Uh, it it's better than the white from the original. I would really. Hey, just think how up. just think how dusty your PS5 is going to get. <laughs> Oof, Big uh, white ass motherfucker. Uh,
0: if, if it's glossy like it looks, then I don't think there's an issue. The problem uh, did me, anybody
1: see the pictures of the, the Series X floating around of the guys who got them? Uh-uh. Like, literally, as soon as you touch it, fingerprint?
3: Oh. I have to get the white gloves out. I'll have to do a uh, Major Nelson. All
1: right, you, second know, you, sec- what, you know what? I'm
3: irra-
4: you know what? I'm irrationally upset about with respect to the Series X, and I completely recognize that it's an irrational. Uh it's irrational to be upset about. I'm I'm irrationally upset at how fucking chintzy it is to have the painted green light, quote unquote, oh, in no. the top of that oh, yeah, yeah, I honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thought a... that
3: was a light when they first announced that, and I'm it so glad it
4: isn't. Like when I've seen pictures of it in person, like it looks so chintzy.
1: You know oh, what's yeah. gonna bother me more than anything about the Series X? The fact that I have to lay it on its side and you can't take the, the foot off.
4: Off the side?
1: Yeah, the rubber foot. yeah, oh,
4: you, you can't yeah. take it
1: off. So it's just going to Re- be like sitting there.
4: Remember what a blow away it was that the PlayStation 2, you could flip the logo on the oh disc drive, God. depending on what direction you had it.
1: Yeah. I remember how cool that was. Yep. All right. Yep. Second part of his email says, finally, I wanted to inquire about Giant Bomb. By no means am I trying to stir the pot. I've just noticed over the years, every time Giant Bomb or Jeff Gersman was brought up, you guys growled and moved on from the subject. I just wonder why. Personally, I'm not a fan, but is there something else I'm missing here? Anyways, as always, thank you guys for making Monday's bearable. Salute.
0: Ken, you want to go first, or should I? (laughs)
1: Um, I think my biggest gripe about that dude and that site is that it's full of people who just don't seem to fucking love video games anymore. So, like, the idea of going to a place like that for your opinion on a video game to people who basically hate ninety-five percent of the video games that come out. I, I just don't understand it. Like video games are a fun hobby.
2: They should be. Like, sure
1: yeah, and if you don't like a game, cool. Play something else. But when you legitimately hate 95% of games and every game that comes out you use the words garbage or trash or this is awful this runs it's like garbage hot garbage is what hot he gar- he called the Super Mario 3D collection absolutely terrible and I'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah it's bare bones you can say that without calling it absolutely terrible because
0: this is from a man who played through all of Melgear Saul or Metal Gear Survive and hated every second hated of it. And hated every second of it. And it's like, dude, I I could have written your review in five seconds. Yeah, this game starts off okay. And then you're like, oh, I think I could really enjoy this. And then you have to defend the point 300 times. And you go, yeah, I'm done with this. Because this is going to be the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, I just, that's my big gripe about that site in general. And, wow. and they're one of the ones that I kind of poke at about the Xbox stuff. Because they all, when they talk about Xbox, they have no idea what they're talking about.
0: I mean, that's kind of what their thing is anyways. What was it? Uh, Control. They were playing Control wrong. Was that the game? I don't remember. Uh, There was one where they were playing. You you sent me the link. I think I was reviewing it, and I want to say it was Control. And they were playing through it, and they clearly didn't really know what they were doing. And you're like, by this point, someone... It it, would be one thing if it was a first look, but the one person had been playing the game, and then I want to say it was Vinny coming in. The other person was just kind of shitting on it. And Vinny had to kind of
1: take their word for it because like Vinny hadn't been playing it. So yeah, you get a lot of misleading takes from them because they they either don't understand what they're talking about or they just absolutely despise every fucking and the, thing. And, that's, and, and that, that's not to like
0: say like I know what I'm talking about all the time or anyone else sure. on the podcast or that we don't hate things. But it's like to me that whole website is the the visual equi- or the visual the audio equivalent of going to work and having people talk around the water cooler about the same thing because they only ever seem to like the same games and maybe it's cuz they work in an office together or whatever i don't know but like they it is such a, a single mindset there that it's weird to hear someone when they speak up and then they kind of get shit on so like i don't know if that's just the Thing that happens there but like go listen to one of their game of the year podcasts where somebody brings up like the odd game that isn't something everybody played and just kind of watch them get knocked down for it no that game sucks or nobody has anything to add which is which is a better response but you'll see it you'll hear a lot like oh that game's trash no you're wrong Blah 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 and it's just like i get it uh i I think jeff Gersman's the worst for it um but you know um there's others on that site and it's not I hate jeff Gersman i don't um i'm sure i'd get along with him in person it's not one of those things it's just yeah. it's on not a, a personal thing. on a professional level you're a game critic and it's like you're you're i think you're taking the critic part too much like too too far you know um but he's been in this industry since he was a very young teenager. And I have a feeling that's probably the why why he's jaded. This is all he's ever done. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine doing something for that long and then having that be your only output. And like, he was right about things in the past. I think that's the problem is people like give him too much credit for, calling out Kane and Lynch for what it was, which was mediocre. And then that whole debacle that happened on the GameSpot side of things just validated everything people thought about the industry, which is weird because by that point, payola wasn't happening like it was in the early days of magazines. I think everybody should go listen to uh, some of the talk from uh, player one podcast where they talk about before they entered the industry how much people were getting paid off by getting meals and trips and stuff by publishers uh, to get good scores. Um, but it it verified that this guy speaks the truth. And I think the same thing happened with Jim Sterling. And I only bring him up because that's somebody else we've criticized in the past, uh, Ken and I specifically. Um, but like Jim Sterling had the same thing. Like he's someone who called out certain stuff for being wrong or, or, good in some cases, and he, being the only person that really did that, that was mainstream enough, verified everything he said going forward, and that's not the case. Um, so, I don't hate Giant Bomb. I, I think there's some great people on that. Vinny is fantastic. Um, like He's one of the main people I ever heard go to bat outside of this podcast for uh, Sonic Racing Transformed.
1: Because it's a great fucking video. It's a great
0: fucking game. But, like, <laughs> you know, he went to bat for that like nothing else, and just like no one else sort of felt it. And he's like, no, it's really good! And so it's like, and I'm not saying that they're always negative or anything, but like, it's easy to shit on them because they say a lot and most of the time it's either negative or wrong.
1: Yeah, the wrong stuff drives me crazy, but the negative
0: stuff... And they're paid, and that's the other thing. Like, If they were not being paid, I don't think I to be professional in any sort of... Since the manner i would care you know because like uh I, we're not paid we're just assholes that sit on a podcast and talk to each other about it and then we're wrong we're wrong because we're human beings but like they get paid to do this and the least you could do is be correct on facts opinion whatever but facts like come on
4: yeah i don't I, I don't i don't obviously know any of these people so i i don't hate or dislike any of them. I, I will say I I tend to find myself um, disagreeing with Gertzman's opinion a lot. Um, and I, I thought, you know, recently, I thought it was, you know, a, a, a poor decision on his part to have um, gone on Twitter on Ghost Tsushima embargo date And basically say, yeah, I haven't really played it, but what I did play was really framey, and it's a generic open world checklist game. Like, yeah, his comment for for somebody for somebody with his, you know, following online to just go on Twitter on embargo date and be like, yeah, I haven't really played it, but it's kind of framey and generic. Um, just seems irresponsible to me. Like if, if you if you have an actual review where you believe that the game is um, has frame rate issues and is generic, and you link me and say you know I played Ghost of Tsushima, here's my review, um, and you don't like it, whatever. But I, I think for somebody with like 150,000 Twitter followers um, to say yeah I've barely played it, but it kind of sucks um, yeah. is irresponsible. And you know, I-, I, I would have a hard time myself um, going on Twitter after barely playing a game that big and being like, yeah, this game sucks. You know, I mean? And I know he didn't actually say it sucks, but when you say that it's framey on a PlayStation 4 Pro and it's generic, you might as well be saying that. And I feel like that started um, a lot of people kind of who hadn't even had a chance to play the game yet. Cause the embargo was three days before the game came out. Um, there were a lot of people shitting on it before it even came out.
0: Go and look. Yeah. Like that's a good pull. And and this is goes for anybody that kind of fits that whole, they only speak negative about stuff. And I know some people think I speak negative, but my reviews actually disagree with you statistically, um, that I'm more positive than most people. But um go look at the responses. Oh man, I was really hoping for this game. It's a shame that it's not good. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a that's a like if you how do I put this? If that 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 sort of statement in any other sort of medium, you know, could like if somebody went to go review a movie and they're like, Yeah, I watched the first ten minutes and It's not very good. It's not very well acted or whatever. Like they would be torn apart. And more importantly, I'm pretty sure you'd get sued for just libel. Like that's a lie. And if it is true and you don't prove it, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, I'm not saying Jeff Grisman did it, but it's a lot of people that go and take everything and tear stuff apart. And then you see the comments of like, I was really uh, uh, looking forward to this and now I'm not going to buy it. Like that's, financially damaging to companies like that's how far this type of stuff can go and like that's not cool at all i don't think ghost of tsushima was gonna face any sort of financial damage from that but like one (laughs) lost sale is still one lost sale that's still a lot of money in (laughs) in smaller terms not when they've made you know sold millions of copies but like that's big like that's not appropriate
1: yeah, I, and to go back to what Wombat said, I think my biggest issue was that, and we talked about using specific words, but I believe his comment about the opening portion of Ghost of Tsushima was, this thing runs like trash. And I'm sorry, have y'all seen Ark on the Switch? <laughs> <laughs> that is legitimate runs like trash. Ghost of Tsushima drops a couple frames in the intro.
0: Yeah, I think everybody needs to go and actually look at how um oh god digital foundry actually talks about their stuff and stop listening to the that just the number portions of it they're like yeah it's got some frame dips which is disappointing but they never go this game runs so shitty it dropped to it's locked at 30 most of the time and then it drops to 25 it's like this should be able to do it it's kind of disappointing that it doesn't um mm-hmm. Go look at their video on ARC and you'll see the big difference of how they talk about things when they're actually garbage. Yep. Yeah. And right. again, it's not a it's just a wrap up my thoughts. It's not uh it's not that I hate giant bomb, it's not that I hate Jeff Gersman, it's just there's so much of that out there that it's like disappointing to see a bigger outlet do it. Um it, I mean, you could add the same, you get the opposite result if someone was way too positive about everything, too.
1: Sure. Um, It's good to be critical, but it's not good to be shitty. Yeah. Speaking of people, uh, I'm going to head over to Twitter, and Adam wants to also know, Guess you guys ain't a fan of Colin Moriarty. (laughs) Just got that from the tone last week. Twin Breaker is is pretty good, though. I shit you not, it's the Demon Souls of Brick Breakers. A nice challenge, that's for sure. Anyone tried it? Cheers. Um
0: that wasn't on last week so I'm surprised that someone was negative.
1: <laughs> uh Drew kind of scoffed about it cuz I joked at him that it was Colin Moriarty's new game coming out this week. I personally don't have any. He's I mean he's, he's, a, 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 he's a, a he's a Sony,
0: Sony fanboy. He's a Sony he's a, shill, yeah. I, yeah, uh, that's and that's where my issue comes in. everybody's like, "Oh, he speaks to, like the truth." I mean, he's he's the one that came up and said the Vita was going to destroy the 3ds and boy did history disagree with him like and it it's this it's like that's the problem i have like the sacred symbols and stuff Ew, what a douchey name to call your podcast the sacred symbols and it's the fucking playstation buttons really sacred. oh my god that is such a fanboy thing and like that's it's that's not even criticizing this person. That's just a choice that he made, but it's like it's cringy at its finest. Like Uh Offset analogues are God. Like that's you know whatever your Xbox equivalent would be. Like uh it's just that's that's part one. I will get into the part two stuff, but it's not a gaming podcast related thing. So
2: Yeah,
1: but I like the game.
0: Oh, cool. yeah, i mean like it, i'm sure the game is fine i mean if he fucked up breakout i would have been a little odd well he didn't make it and... you know what i mean though Yeah, uh, i mean it is t- to be to give him some credit it, i think he wrote it he might have wrote the story yeah but i, I mean think the, he wrote the, game... the story and then the game was made by like it's
1: only two people lilymo games is the name of the developer yeah
0: but lilymo is just him and the other guy no, I looked um, them up. I was curious. I was like, oh, okay. It's a good uh, fucking
1: video game. I, I I can't deny that it's a good fucking video game. He's not you know, the worst know.
0: person on the face of the planet. No, he's not.
1: Just... It's kind of funny because he's outcast by a lot of the media that's shitty to other people. I know yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, no, I know. Tate says, oh, I definitely remember writing into the N4G podcast saying that Sony would make people repurchase the PS4 first-party titles on PS5 for the upgrades. <laughs> All right you were, sir. Yep. Blue Apple Blue says to the gaming podcast grandfathers on the International Podcast Day, September
3: thirtieth. Thanks. You're welcome. International Podcast. They have a podcast they have a day for everything. Of course yes. they have a day for everything, John. Jesus.
1: David says, I don't know about you guys, but I have no clue how I'm gonna fit both systems in or on my floating entertainment center.
3: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um I don't know how I'm gonna I don't the, my TV cabinet, um, I it, it's not going to take the Xbox either way, so I'm fucked. <laughs> you
1: get, you're going to have to make sure that your entertainment sister takes it all.
3: I don't know what a she... floating
0: entertainment center is, so I looked it up, and yeah, good luck.
1: <laughs> it's going to take it all, John. Take
3: it. Yeah, I... Uh... Bye, bye. <laughs> it's the price we pay for progress. Well... well...
0: If if I'm if your TV isn't as, as the floating entertainment center, I would just stack them vertically at the ends.
2: I don't know. It's um, going to fit fine in have... mine
1: because I had to buy a three hundred dollar new entertainment center that would hold an eighty five inch television. So the yeah, like cabinets yeah,
3: yeah. are the cabinets well, are you gigantic. Did, you did get that TV for a dollar? So two dollars.
1: Two dollars, John.
3: <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so,
0: so I had fault. to do it, guys. It was $2. Well, I yeah, mean, if you if it wasn't it was, my fault. He, if, he wouldn't you wouldn't
1: try it, wouldn't you try it? Yes, but I also
0: wouldn't go, it's not my fault at the end. I would have never said those words. It's
1: <laughs> not my fault. They sent it. That's yeah. not my fault. That is
0: not... Uh, that sounds... <laughs> yeah, but you're complaining about buying an entertainment server. I didn't
1: complain. I just said I, I will be able to fit these new consoles because the, the cabinets on mine are freaking huge.
3: Well, bully for you. I'm going to have to stick mine behind the TV, I think.
1: I, I, John, you're getting a lot of innuendo here, and it's uh, giving me pause. Sorry. Um... Mr. Fantastico says, Microsoft didn't spend $7.5 to put Bethesda IPs on the PlayStation, and it's weird to see media members say different. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll keep ESO and Fallout 76 updates coming, though.
4: Yes, I agree with that.
3: It's, yeah, I don't know. Um, they've said case-by-case case basis, which, I don't know. Uh, again, the timing of it says a lot, I think, days before you can pre-order a uh Series xbox but I, I don't know. Uh, I just yeah, don't,
1: I, mean, I, I think Microsoft's going to make these exclu- I think Ryan's right. I think the Doom, whatever they call the next Doom, Xbox exclusive. I personally think they'll switch Starfield and Elder Scrolls. Just, again, I don't know why you spend $7.5 if you're not going to make them first-party games. Mm, yeah. Okay. I, I just, well, I, I
4: mean, there's there's two sides of that. There's the we bought this to try and increased sales of our console, right? Sure. But there's also the, we want to sell the games and make money off selling the games. Um,
1: sure.
4: And they're, they're not necessarily compatible in terms of how much money they make you. What so. I find
1: hilarious is that Sony is now paying, you know how they bought the exclusive rights to Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop? Yep. They're now writing those checks to
3: Microsoft. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. At least Microsoft are um, either legally or at least morally um, obliged to <laughs> to stick to them. Um, I think probably more legally than anything. So
1: I just think it's funny that Sony will be writing checks to Microsoft for games that will eventually appear on an Xbox console.
3: Well, well 2020, could it get any worse or weirder?
1: No
0: technically Microsoft has to write a check for every Blu-ray that's put on, like, puts on has an Xbox One game put on. I find it, so. that
1: hilarious too. <laughs> I think it's absolutely hilarious that Microsoft has to write a check for every Blu-ray printed. Of course, you know the way the world's going now, there won't be a whole lot more Blu-rays printed. We got 50% of next-gen consoles do not have disk drives. Think hey, about Mookie basically tweeted the same thing. He emailed us, said, "Hopefully a happy fall, indeed. A new job and moving soon to a new home. Happy to finish the good ending of Hades and probably get into Mafia One definitive edition while I wait for Cyberpunk."
0: Good luck with the move, sir. Yeah,
1: yeah moving sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's not like I can't even imagine what it's like right now to move. Specifically.
1: Yeah, I talked to somebody I work with, and they just moved, and they said it was weird. Like, the house market is actually really high right now, and I'm like, really? Weird. Um, Mr. Fantasco says, I still think Xbox bought People Can Fly. Do anyone know when Outriders releases? That's this year.
0: That's but an I'd... interesting purchase that I'm not against, but I haven't heard about that before. I haven't either.
1: So. Well, Microsoft apparently has two more acquisitions this year.
0: I would have not... Done the Bethesda one first.
1: Nobody would have. Nobody would have.
0: If if you are buying people can because I mean really they did Painkiller, they did Bulletstorm neither of which were like big sellers. Then they do Gears the early, and they did Doesn't Gears it? Judgment. That's yeah. it. That's the only games they've done really.
1: I mean here's the thing. Even if they buy people can fly, Outriders is still coming to PlayStation 5. That deal's already made. That game is being published by Square, Square right? Square Enix, yeah. yeah. So, maybe Microsoft should look into buying a studio that doesn't have a PS5 game coming oh out yeah. in the next
2: Well,
3: <laughs> well, Well, it's, it's odd, because everything... I mean, you think about it. They had um, Obsidian, which had... Outer uh, World. Outer Worlds. They had... Um, Double Fine, which is Psychonauts.
1: Which is still they, coming to PlayStation.
3: Yeah, they had, uh, obviously, Bethesda with several titles, not only coming to PlayStation, but, but time-exclusive on there. But what can you do? I mean, if we I mean, we look at the, the Final Fantasy thing, Sony have got a lot of financial fingers in pies tying things up. Um, it would be hard for Microsoft to make an acquisition that doesn't have that sort okay. of knock-on effect.
0: I would never want you to use the term fingers and pies ever again. Have you never
3: heard that before? And it's the most
0: uncomfortable description of anything.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm definitely going to be saying that again. I've got a lot of fingers in pies. (laughs) It's wrong.
1: (laughs) I mean, John was just a minute ago asking his entertainment center to take it all, so, I mean... No, you know. Dustin wants to know if Arcane Studios is going to make perfect dark now. No.
4: No. But I, I don't would think like
1: so. that. I mean oh, it could be cool. Yeah. Apparently, according to the report. do Arcane, like Arcane a lot. Arcane is working on a new AAA IP, which I'm assuming will be exclusive to Xbox and PC now. Well there's also the
0: two Arcane studios, right? There's the one yes. that did Prey and then there's the one that does Dishonored. And I'm assuming it's the Dishonored crew that's doing the one that's PlayStation. Deathloop?
4: Deathloop. Thank you. So another uh, team
0: working know. on a perfect dark game would be really cool, but or, or anything. I mean, they make it, good games. So.
4: It does. Deathloop does look like a does look a little bit like Dishonored, but I don't know if it's the same team or not.
3: Yeah, I, I think, think it's. I think it's Arcane Leon who done. But isn't it, Deathloop, and if I'm
1: mistaken on this, please correct me. But isn't Deathloop
3: kind
1: of a roguelike?
4: Uh, mm. I mean, in that you play through loops. Over and over again. I think you're right. I'm just curious. No, you not going to yeah.
1: again. I mean, I like the game's aesthetic, but if it's a die and start over kind of game, I probably won't. Now, Great. Ghost to Tokyo, I'm, I'm, not, I'm depressed that I won't be able to play long. that on Xbox next year.
3: It's it's not tickled me at all. Any of that stuff that's it's, it's not interesting. me. Ghost Ghostwire definitely does, but um, I, I yeah, Death um, thingy, Death Leapers has yet to wow me so I'm not too fast about that being exclusive. You know, you know, uh, what, would be, it. You
1: know what would be you know be awesome is when you boot up Deathloop when it comes out, you know, early next year on the PlayStation 5, the first My splash screen, yes. or the first splash screen you see is Xbox Game Studios. Yeah. Just a big Xbox logo that pops up when you boot it up.
3: I'll keep, uh, yeah, the, so- I'll keep the Sony ponies from buying it.
4: Yeah. So just so just to clarify, the um, so Dishonored Two was made by the Lyon Studio, the one in France. Um, Prey was made by the studio in Austin, okay, Texas, and the and Deathloop is being made in France. So it is the same team as made uh, Dishonored. Makes but sense. It, um, yeah.
1: So the Prey guys are working on the next game, whatever that will be.
0: I know honestly I was just guessing that Ryan because of time frame of like Prey came out more recently than Dishonored, so
4: Yeah. Give the, me Quake. Uh, I have liked uh those guys since Arcs Vitalis. So I'm I'm up to play whatever they put out. And can you mention that,
0: but I want Master Chief and and Doom Slayer in that Quake
1: game. I mean it's all, all the can... same
0: It's all the same company now.
1: I just hope that Microsoft buying... I'm the only person on the planet that wants this. But I'm hoping Microsoft buying Bethesda means that we can get Quake 4 and Quake 2 back compat on Xbox. Those are two launch games for the Xbox 360 that I played the ever loving shit out
0: of. Wait, Quake 2 was on 360? It came as
1: a bonus disc
0: Oh, In Quake 4. Got it. That'd be wild. I have
1: both of those discs still. I will play Quake 2 on my Xbox and I will smile constantly. <laughs> I just...
0: I'll play Quake 2 on my Xbox and I will smile.
1: Yes, I love Quake. Love Quake. I miss old Quake. I tried to play Quake Arena and I'm like, nah, this ain't my jam. I need old Quake. I need Quake 1, 2, and 3. Or Quake 1, 2, 3, and 4. A package or just make two and four back and pat, I'll be happy. Quake force campaign. Underrated.
0: Do you like, do you want to know my big my big hopes for this things I didn't mention it earlier because there's no time to do it? Remastered. No wet. No. No. I really want Prey Two but the sequel to the original Prey, because now the team human head is now whatever they turned into when Bethesda bought them and now it's owned by microsoft and maybe microsoft looks at the numbers and be like yeah but we could do that other game too nothing would make me happier than having the open world bounty hunter in space game
1: but only if it has don't fear the reaper
0: well of course it needs that
1: if you do if you have a prey sequel with tommy whose girlfriend became an alien spoilers that
0: fucking game is so disturbed
1: (laughs) it's a very disturbing game Isn't that the one with the vagina doors
0: uh Think it's got so. the it's got the well i don't really know if it's i'd call it vagina doors i know they open up weird
1: oh they make a sound too
0: uh they definitely make a organic sound
1: yeah that's but i
0: thought that's it was the, like more like an asshole
1: i mean <laughs> Anthony, let's not let's not get into this conversation i'm gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin says, I wonder how Obsidian feels since they basically released their version of Fallout in space and announced a game very similar to Elder Scrolls. Do you think their moment to shine as a first-party studio was quickly cut short and overshadowed by Bethesda? No, these games aren't even out!
4: Yeah, no, and I I mean, I I think it's um, they should be glad, I think, to get a chance to work on the actual IPs again.
1: I mean... I truly think that obsidian's avowed is going to be a fucking blockbuster when it comes out. And they probably Microsoft I'm sure is smarter than EA is and will not release ev- avowed and elder Scrolls six within the same time frame.
4: Right. So That's very true. I, you know, though it's, I, I have heard a couple people kind of make the, make the case about, you know, uh, this ruining obsidian's chance to kind of, to break out as a first party studio on their own right and not be in the 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 shadow of um Bethesda's series, but it's like at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but the last game you made was a kind of like Fallout. <laughs> and yeah. the new game you're making kind of looks like the Elder Scrolls. So yeah. you're not really doing a great job of getting out from under the shadow. Um and I like Obsidian a lot. Uh, but I mean, they're, they 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 haven't exactly, I don't think, done a great job of picking products that would make them not look like Bethesda's younger brother.
0: Yeah, and Grounded yeah. is like nothing that the rest, like nothing else that they've made, really. Um, and then Pillars of Eternity and Tyranny are like old school RPGs that feel like um, the Dungeons and Dragons games more that-
4: than. Obsidian seems to me, and I like, and again, I'm someone who likes Obsidian, right? But they're, they are kind of a, at least so far, they have kind of been a little brother kind of studio. Um, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to take a shot because, again, I do like them, but, um, a lot of their games have been very similar to other people's games. Just, just, you know, they they made, um, you know, they followed Bioware and made The Next Knights of the Old Republic. And then they followed Bio- Bioware and made Neverwinter Nights 2. And then they made Alpha Protocol, which was kind of like Mass Effect, only not in space. It's
3: um, a shame that Xbox didn't buy Sega, because then we could have had Alpha Protocol 2. Yeah. But I then you know they made, been, they made they made Fallout Trump.
4: New Vegas which is a which is a Fallout game. They made Pillars of Eternity and Pathfinder and Pillars of Eternity 2 which are all BioWare style games.
0: D- uh, Dungeon Siege 3 which was not enough My like fucker, Dungeon
4: Siege.
1: They made South Park The Stick of Truth. They did. Again, they
4: that's the thing is their stuff is really good. Like all those games I just mentioned are good games. Um yep. but they're just um They don't lay down the path, they just walk on it. Yeah, they haven't proven to me yet um, that they can do something that's completely original and have me be blown away by it. They're a really good development studio um, at taking stuff that other people have done successfully and doing it very well. Um, But, you know, I haven't been, you know, they haven't made anything yet that was completely original that i was like oh wow yeah that looks fantastic
1: next tweet dustin again i think my builder is getting annoyed with me i requested a trap door underneath the fireplace you can only open with a hand crank that i want to hide in the garden shed that's also awesome. i don't also i don't think he's gonna have different locks on the doors that resemble different suits of cards
4: <laughs> that's tremendous I would totally if I would if totally I was wealthy agree. I would absolutely build a house that required some sort of yeah, RPG mechanic to open things up. Yes, p- like playing a certain sequence opens a door
1: from Resident Evil shit right there.
4: Yeah. I would be- <laughs> build a house that looks like it should be in mist.
0: Open up a book, there's a screen inside of it.
4: Yeah. The only way this door opens is if you spin this globe six times and then uh, press on, uh, I don't know, Algeria. Yeah, mist is such a...
1: My wife would kill me if I did that to her. Vitor writes in and says, do you guys feel like Microsoft failed in delivering high-quality first-party games and this move in acquiring Bethesda is that acknowledgement, and then going, you know what? Let's just buy our way into quality first-party like Sony.
3: Mm. I mean... I think think it's a move to increase their portfolio of IP, without a doubt. They wouldn't have done it otherwise, but. Um, and yes, last, um, last gen or this generation, they have not hit gold with some of their first party stuff, but also don't forget that they were at one point knocking out things like gears and halo, which were, which were, um, well, seminal, um, get at the time. They, I don't know. It's, it's, it's certainly a move to, 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 To answer that question as to what Microsoft have that's, you know, they had run Halo and Gears into the ground a bit, I think um, this is the answer to that, but um, I I think it'll benefit everybody. I think it's a good move. You know, still. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, truthfully, everybody buys studios to make games for them. Microsoft just
3: bought a whole shitload of them at once. That's... Well I mean like But at least it it, it shows their commitment to, yeah. to the course, yeah. But I mean I look
0: at like the three sixty era and it's like not only did they have that, they had Forza, which mm, destroyed yeah. um Sony's offering in racing scene really. Um and it's like the the problem was is that towards the end of the three sixty era, as the PlayStation caught up, you had a team in the lead of X, the Xbox division of Microsoft that thought they couldn't lose and tried the Kinect. And, like, I'm just going to put it all on Don Matrick because, that I mean, fuck them. Yeah, he was... He, 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 he fucked some stuff, but, yeah. But, but, I mean, like, you look at all the messaging they had and they were all said sudden trying to go for the Wii market long after the fact with the Kinect. And they were still trying to do that into this generation and it didn't work. Um, they put all these resources. They took Rare and said, "Rare, you're going to do shit for this fucking piece of crap that nobody wants anyways." Connect sports rivals, baby. Exactly. And so they took this studio. Who I get it. It's not the same Rare as the Rare everybody remembers fondly. But like, they took them off of stuff, and it ended up that like they fucking drove into the ground. It's not that the IPs were bad. It's they might be tainted now, but like. They let Bungie leave. Why is beyond me, but they left Bun- instead of trying to buy Bungie, they let them leave and now they had to make a studio to make the next Halo game.
3: Um, well, didn't they actually you know, own Bungie? They actually let them buy themselves out, which was even weirder. B- that's, um, but even,
0: so I, I'm not sure, but the regardless of the case, like that's how little they mm. valued the talent attached to their ips and instead of letting they just let Lionhead fall apart you know i get it Lionhead was partially because of, of madman in charge there like linehead doesn't exist anymore and they just let it fall apart and fable became this tainted franchise because three wasn't accepted all that great and then they just were like We'll try to keep this alive with a connect game, and then they were trying the uh, what? There was the card game and the dungeon game that they had, and they just canceled both of those because they didn't see any value in it, and basically let go of all those people. Like every step of the way, they were just like these franchises are too big to fail. No, none of them were that big. It's not Mario. You don't get like another chance at this. <laughs> or Sonic is a better example where you seemingly can fail a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, but, just keep failing, it's fine.
0: But like so I don't think that they're buying this to stack a portfolio necessarily, but they're buying it because there's talented people at this studio as well. Um, I mean, The Elder Scrolls yes is a big thing, but like Double Fine other than Psychonauts, they don't really have a franchise and even Psychonauts really isn't. They're buying it because the talent at Double Fine
3: is really good. Um, and if you look at and and I think with Double Fine, um also is that um again, as you say, you don't have a, a, a franchise, but they have a style, and that style is popular. And I think, you know, people look at that and that's what they have bought into with Double Fine. That the the creative thinking and the the minds behind some of the 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 games that have come out like um stacking and uh iron brigade and things like something a little bit different um they're never gonna you know i don't even with psychonauts i don't think double fine's ever gonna be that like um gonna be the infinity ward or you know um Dice, but they're you know this tier top tier developer, but they'll come out with some interesting tiles that will probably surprise a lot of people. Right, and original titles too.
0: The same mm. goes for um oh god we were just Obsidian. We were just talking about them. They don't necessarily really pave the way, way, but they do do a good dance on that concrete. Like yeah. it is, it is something that you are Reliable. going to yeah. You have really good talent in that studio. Bethesda just has a lot of good talent throughout. Um, whether as critical as I've been of them in the past, like they make well done games. They might seem a little rough at the edges because they've been using the same engine for years. But like all the other stuff too, the id games. um,
1: They own a Japanese studio now.
0: Yeah, they own uh, Tango Works. Yep.
1: So they own Shinji Mikami's Japanese studio, which you can't get. That's a pretty big name. Yeah, so I don't think they're buying it necessarily for
0: all the... I mean, it's hard to overlook Elder Scrolls and Fallout, for sure, and Doom. installing. Um, I don't know if that's as big of a franchise. Um, I,
3: think, I think it, it is. It's, it's,
0: big, it's big, but I don't think it's Doom no, or Fallout.
1: I think it's Doom, is Doom big as far no, as FPS games. Big, yeah.
3: But But, it's still it's still pretty uh, it's
0: a legacy. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to overlook those. But I think of all the teams that are involved in making those games and whatever they're going to make after they are done, Doom or uh, the next the finally finishing off the Wolfenstein trilogy. Like, what do you have that teamwork on next? Now that you have the control of them, and like. There's a lot of new properties that I think Microsoft is thinking about in all these purchases. Because so. think about it, like they bought Ninja Theory, and sure, the next game is like Senua's Sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
3: okay, I can never remember. No, that's now the first one, Sacrifice,
0: then Senua's
1: Saga.
3: Okay, Some, sure. Senua's something. Senua,
0: yeah. Right and and they're but they bought them and the first game they put out was the team-based shooter thing. It's like they're not clearly looking at what's in the pipeline right now but like future prospects for these people.
1: Yep. All right, let's move on. Uh we got a couple more tweets here before we get here. Uh, Real Shogun Beats says, just my weekly op- observation, why are gamers saying that the Xbox name is so confusing, but they can tell you the evolution, stats, and traits of every Pokemon created? These journalists are just creating stories out of nothing just to get clicks, and we're falling for it.
3: Well, I did find it funny that the Xbox One X rose in sales by percent I'm not
1: commenting on that story because it's a <laughs> bunch of shit.
3: No, it's, well, it's true. It it's was funny.
1: true that they went from one to seven units sold. The thing's discontinued. I just Nobody you. bought it. How do you know? Because I read the reports. Did you? Yes, I did. People, right. The people that put those stories out did it for clicks, just like we've been talking about. If you actually go read the report, the Xbox One X is discontinued. You cannot buy it. So somebody went out and bought seven of them or something over that span of time, and it increased the sales 700%, because when you go from one to seven, that's 700% increase.
3: Fair enough. If, well, you it got know, big, I thought it was funny.
1: Well, here's the thing. If the journalists had done the journalism they'd have had the right stories.
3: Yeah, but then they, I guess that wouldn't make much of a story, would it?
1: No, of course it wouldn't. Just like this guy, just like Choken Beats is talking about, people are making stories about this Xbox One name confusion. And yes, when you are talking, you're probably going to mix it. You're going to call it an Xbox One. Yeah,
0: writing it's different. I think I've done that several times.
1: Exactly. People are going to do that. But when you go into a store to spend $500, you're not going to get confused as to what you're buying.
0: And 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 the people that are, are going to go somewhere where the person knows what they're looking for, most likely. Yeah. So you have to I'm, be a real piece of shit to sell somebody an old console.
1: <laughs> I just, I, I, this stuff gets blown out of proportion. Yes, the naming convention is bad. I will never tell you it's good, but it's not confusing to the level of Twitter hyperbole.
3: It's Stop. not. It's also not. It's also not as confusing to the level as um, buying Spider Man and Miles Morales on the PlayStation Five. Saying so.
4: what they should have done <laughs> is they should have just called it the Xbox Five. And when <laughs> and when people asked why, just say because
3: we want to.
1: Yeah, because like, five's better than five's better than one.
3: Right. Well, is. Isn't that isn't that the story as to why it was called the three hundred and sixty? Because it. Yeah, of, because it was going up against the three, PlayStation 3. three. Yeah, yeah,
1: they didn't want to call it the Xbox 2 because it sounds less.
3: Yeah, that's... Uh, you know, there you go. There's theory behind that then. I, I gotta
4: tell you, whoever um, at Sony made the decision to call the PlayStation 2 the PlayStation 2, um, I'm sure Sony's probably pretty happy with that person right now.
1: Sure, sure. It makes sense. 1, 2, 3,
0: Because the person that named the weird PlayStation hybrid thing that was the playstation x definitely should not be hired again to name anything
4: yeah the, the problem too is that um the the disadvantage that microsoft has is they decided a long time ago that they wanted xbox to be the brand for uh the the series of consoles and not Microsoft be the brand for the series of consoles. So then they were locked into some variation of Xbox from there on out mm-hmm. and they were already behind in terms of number um, behind Sony. So it's like you had to come up with another convention. Um, it's the nice thing about Nintendo is Nintendo's the brand and they can call the consoles whatever they want.
0: This one's the DS. Why is it called that? It's got two screens. Dual screen. Done. Yeah, it's got two screens. Why is this one called the 3DS? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a DS and it's got 3D in it. Done. Why is this one called the 2DS? Well, <laughs> let me tell you. We can move back a bit.
1: Why is this one called the Wii U? Got, because it's you it's don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a GameCube. It looks like a cube. It plays games. We're done.
1: Yeah. I really hope they call the, the upgraded Switch the Super Nintendo Switch.
0: No, it's called the Snap.
1: <laughs> no, please, please call it the Super Nintendo Switch. Please. <laughs> Super that's Switch? So that's so no, just Super Nintendo Switch. That sounds great. Right.
3: Uh, I think that one's you know, no, they'll deep. probably call it um the new Nintendo Switch uh, or the, the, the Nintendo's VR. new Switch.
1: No, I don't want new that. They, they, want really, Nintendo Switch. they
3: did it with the three DS. Yeah, fuck we off. I want 2DS. the Super <laughs> Nintendo Switch.
4: <laughs> uh, I do yeah. I Super Nintendo Switch would be Excellent, but I have a feeling they're going to call it something completely unrelated. I
1: know. I'm
0: surprised that when they came to doing this round of Xbox or even Nintendo, they didn't just call it the Nintendo or the Xbox. Uh,
2: I guess they're kind I of think, doing I that with the, Series X, the, but
3: like, really, no. I think the the Xbox is is definitely more. Um, uh, a better naming convention like the nintendo as you say because nintendo is a it's a company it's not a, a brand a machine a machine so that would be cool if they i would have loved them to just you know the xbox but like, well the reason you want... why i
0: say that with the nintendo is because everybody re- referred to want to
3: play it on the nintendo you want playing nintendo? to, you want all to they
1: play nintendo you want to play nintendo
3: yeah it's um yeah the name and convention's weird but as you say they they dug their own hole um very early on and, and... direct Xbox.
1: that's why it was yeah, called the xbox, xbox. The xbox yeah. Awful name. all right two more sugar says amazon luna seems interesting definitely not jumping into that but it seems promising especially since they're claiming you'll be able to play it on the devices you already own and that's really big and it's a subscription service google needs to take notes
3: yeah, I think there's going to be a point where Stadia goes subscription service as opposed to buying the games. Um, how long it will be before they come to that realisation, I don't know. But if you look at things like Game Pass, like uh, this Lunar service, um, like uh, GeForce Now, they're all subscription-based, and you can't expect people to have to buy certain equipment to then have to buy games that they don't own, that they can only stream. You can't. You know, it has to be... <sighs> Has to be
0: something different. I don't like Amazon, but I bet you do, they do it better than Google did.
1: I, I'm still waiting on people to realize Google Stadia is a thing.
0: Well, well I'm thinking about the fact that, like, there's Twitch integration naturally yeah. because Amazon owns it, you know? Mm. Not YouTube integration, which is kind of useless because nobody really uses YouTube in that way. Not to the extent that
3: Twitch exists. No, not while Twitch exists and never no one's ever going to either. That's why that that YouTube gaming app is defunct now because that was their their attempt to try and capitalize on that and it didn't work. That's why And they you, abandoned it. Yeah, yeah and same, like same well. with Microsoft and, and Mixer. It's Twitch is way out there and having yeah, it doesn't surprise me that Amazon are doing this. They've got the servers to to you know, they've got good servers. Um they they're definitely in a position and they again they they 've got the same sort of setup as a stadia, but you can play it on any device um and it's a subscription based service and as long as the game's on there uh, as long as they 're plentiful there's that that's it's a it's a it's a it's a far better service than stadia because again i don't like the whole you're paying the same price for a physical addition you know if I want to get you know i don 't know what recent games come out on stadia but if you know, to to buy the Xbox or the PC or the PlayStation version is the same price as a Stadia version, but at least without I get to play it offline. I get it in full fidelity. There's no drops in service if the connection's bad. It just doesn't. I think that's a bad model. They have to switch to what to to this subscription base, whether they do or don't. I don't know, or whether it'll be too late when they do. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, right.
4: I just, I just uh, hope they decide that they're going to include it in the Prime membership to actually make the Prime membership worth a damn.
3: Well, that would be cool if they did, but I doubt they would. Yeah. All right, last
1: one. Peter writes in and says no questions, but this is the best time with the best N four G. Keep up the good work.
3: Thank you. You yeah, haven't listened to this episode clearly. You say <laughs> that every time you're on. Joke too. Yeah,
0: well. We, John and I know. You know it.
2: what's up. Hey, I got all
1: the hate last week.
0: <laughs> yeah, rightfully so.
3: Who got all the hate.
1: Me, people were yelling oh, at me last week. Well, I hated what Avengers. I hated Avengers. Well, I didn't hate it, but you know, no, I, you I, said I cut that part out. Um, and the rest because of the <laughs> because you know, I play Overwatch, and that's clearly the same kind of game. Oh, you know, I see. know
3: yeah, fast superior.
1: Yeah, people told me to stop whining on Twitter about my PS5 pre-order, and I said.
3: Fuck off. <laughs> that was quite funny. Admittedly, when it was like, I, I knew you were going to do it as well. I knew that you, your, um, I knew that a console launch would be too strong for you to resist. Um, I want,
1: I want you to know a secret, John. I didn't pay. You didn't what? Somebody bought it for me.
3: Oh, well, I wouldn't care if you bought it yourself, mate, if your money. I'm I'll just saying. Just, I, I wasn't going
1: to buy it, and then that, that a, I knew. A, a thing that I write for offered to pay for it, and I said, okay.
3: I, whether you bought it or not, I knew a console would a launch would be too strong for you, even. I, I just knew it, and I thought, yeah, I just chuckled right. t- to myself when you said you got one. Of course I got one.
1: That's it for the show this week. If you want to tweet at us at 4 g Podcast, if you want to shoot us emails, please keep those up. Those are great. Podcasts at ZTGD.com. Check out Phoenix Down sometime in 2020, maybe. Drew will finish God of War. Is hmm, so he he's still playing that. Yeah, they're still playing God of War. Hmm. Just check that out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at ZTGD. John is at JohnWK. Ryan is at WombatRP. You can follow the site at ZTGD content and i think oh check oh, us out uh, on spotify and discord
3: we have a discord channel now we have a discord channel now so head in there i've been in there once congratulations yes, well, thank, to me. thanks for thanks for gracious for your presence
1: what's funny is nobody replied after that so i'm assuming y'all don't want me in there
3: well <laughs> glad you can take the hint um, well, if, if you do want to join it it is simply ztgd
1: by the way i read the room anthony I read it. <laughs> in hindsight, we, we should it. have
3: asked in there if anybody had any questions for the week. We could have done that, really, couldn't we? Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, we just got <laughs> this thing, so we don't know how to use it Yeah, yet. It's
3: fine. It's, 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 it's a bit late now for that. But, we're um, on
1: Spotify, YouTube, and Discord now, so break it down. We're we're with as the kids say, we're lit with the fam. Is that what they say?
3: I want to stick a I gun
0: in and blow my brains out after you said that.
1: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't, I
3: don't even understand,
1: understand the language you just
3: said i'm old john so I wake Molly. up in
1: the morning and bones hurt oh shout yeah. out to the headset i'm using i forgot to mention turtle beach sent me some rocat ELO
3: pc headsets would you send some of that shit my way you must have about 15 i can't headsets.
1: afford to send shit across the pond john it's just <laughs> expensive
3: <laughs> Just throw it. It's fine. It'll get out Just my to throw it really hard.
1: I'm yeah. 40. I can't throw it out of my room. Okay? I'm not Tom Brady over here. I can't throw anything at 40. <laughs> anyway, that is the show this week. Unless anybody has anything else, otherwise, we're going to get out of here, which is good because I got to piss. Nothing? Nothing?
2: Nope. All And it goes something like this. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fail.
4: Welcome to the N4G podcast. Oh, It's me, Mario. Zero
1: dollars. This is gonna be a very interesting episode.
4: Time. Greetings, program. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4C radio lair. The Womp uh, And I always love being angry. you Wolverine. Play
2: games
4: not hot balls, no bad boys allowed, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, I killed the dragon, and well, then I 9. killed
2: 9. the dragon. 9.